Alright, 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 it is 9.03 here on Lone Star Community Radio's Dick and Skippy in the morning Hanging out IRLoneStar.com worldwide Connors FM 104.5 106.1 And Facebook.com slash Dick and Skippy Hanging out in the studio, having a good time So far I had some Carmelita tacos Down the street, delicious as usual Check it out They're open right now Apparently that's where everyone meets in Conroe. I walked in. There's like Rodney. There's it's uh, a popular Mr. spot. Canada. On, now, I'm a little bummed. I haven't seen Gallivant Coffee out on the corner. He actually uh, he is working helping the bagel truck, which is behind this building now. Okay. It's where basically it's right behind 202 Main. Okay. And there are bagel trucks. The bagel truck is there. So he's helping them oh, right now. Oh, so he now. just moved a block away. He, no, no, no. He's just, right now, today, that's where he is. He's helping them do stuff. Gotcha. Yeah, we got some downtown Conroe. We've so got if you want some... bagels, we're going to have bagels on Wednesday. I forgot to tell you that. Solid. We're going to have bagels. I know you hate bagels, but you're still going to eat them. Um, I will force myself to ingest yeah, the bagel so, motif. Uh, yeah, I, I pulled up and I saw it, and I was like, oh, cool, look, a bagel truck. And, yeah, so there's a bagel truck here in Conroe now. So cool. Hungry in the morning, especially when it's raining. Uh, go. To, it's right behind two hundred two. So if you're just if you're you know heading east on Metcalf, you'll sit to your left. And hey, if we're on the air at that time, come and wave at us through the window. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, welcome to today's show. Uh, it's fifty six degrees outside. We're having rain pretty much all day today, all the way to tomorrow morning. Uh, so be careful out there if you mm-hmm. have. It's gonna the, the low is gonna be forty five. So and the high is only gonna be like fifty nine, right? Yeah, it's not that it's not that high. So uh, it's gonna be kind of a crappy day, but not as crappy as last week, or was it two weeks ago? D- different crappiness. Was it two weeks ago, or is it? Uh, yeah, uh huh. We're already a week past the in the aftermath. Okay, man, time flies. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so that's the weather report for <laughs> Montgomery <laughs> County, and now going on to the show and other things going on here. On Lone Star Community Radio, of course, uh, is our show. We we might have a special guest today. Really? I asked my buddy Craig, who is all things knowledgeable of fun stuff, movies, he bowls, he works at 300 Bowl, very interesting guy. I asked him yesterday if he wanted to be on our show, because he always asks, he's like, hey, when are you going to invite me on your show? And I'm like, well, you can come on tomorrow morning. And uh, so he is a personality. He's very knowledgeable in the bowling world, but he also loves watching movies and TV like we do. Cool. And we'll have a fun, open discussion about anything. Cool. You're, you're politics, grooming him to replace besides me. Besides politics. Yeah, I know it. Because I know how you like to get, and you're, oh, did you, did you see the CPAC? I had my VIP streaming service. I didn't it, even see it. Send it right to my phone watch. <laughs> I didn't I'm, even see I it. I watched it on my phone watch in my Google Glass. And also on my coffee cup. Okay, you laugh at the Google Glass, but apparently there's uh, there's an Alexa version called uh, Echo Frames or Alexa Frames. Oh, they actually did one? Yeah, it's like their version. But instead of Google Glass, where it kind of overlaid the, the visual, this is just basically, it's you put on your glasses and you hear it in your ear. You can just go, hey, Alexa, play this for me. <coughs> so basically, yeah. it's an iPod for $250. Nothing wrong with that. Well, you know, if you want to buy it, go for it. I mean, people bought iPods for like 500 
Yes, indeed. So why, why, why are you trashing those people? I trash them not. I just think it's funny that do you really want an Alexa with you on your glasses? Especially Some since you have to do, charge man. them every day. Some people do. But they're your glasses. You put your, you know, you put Some your lenses in these frames. I mean, people wear those Bluetooth earpieces everywhere they go now. So That's, I, I refuse to ever I mean, buy any of those because they're made to get lost. That's the whole point. Well, then that's gonna, why you never take it out, even while you're showering. <laughs> and doing other activities because they can really spy on you. Yeah, right. But uh, yeah, I don't. I know you're wanting to talk about CPAC. I don't, no, I don't know I, what it is. I only thought it, uh, it was what's the, what's the equivalent of the Democrat CPAC? Um, they could have a DPAC. CPAC, well, uh, not Democrat. Liberal. Is CPAC the nonprofit that basically they launder money and stuff for Republicans? Yeah, it's the I mean, American long, long, conservative yeah. something. Yeah, it's something. a launderer thing. Yeah, so it's CPAC like, itself sends conservative act. Uh, I like it. Uh, uh, political conference, and because it's funny in my mind to think it's where they have straw polls it, to kind of determine which way you want to go with the party. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I, I can, uh, I can already think of the environment that's going on there, and it's such a country club kind of environment. Going like, oh yeah, well, it's a yeehaw environment. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, oh, I bet it was awful. I bet it was stupid. Oh, well, a lot of people did tune in. I actually did not. But I was getting updates on that Trump actually showed up to give this big speech. Oh, I thought he died, man. <laughs> I really did. Like, I really thought he was never coming back after after being blocked by Twitter. Not even not even being voted in. Like, I still think if he if he won the election and he gets still, he wouldn't be president still. He's like, I'm not worth that. I'm not on Twitter. Not worth it. Right. So he probably would have stepped down. Gracefully. Is that what was that? That's gracefully. What, yeah, because he didn't have Twitter. So he's like, there's no point of living anymore. No Twitter. Well, the only thing I got out of the whole CPAC thing was that in one hour, Trump talked more than Biden's done his entire administration thus far. But why are we comparing the two? He's not president. So who cares? Well, that's kind of the point. I mean, when the National Guard was stuck in. That's like making that joke where Hillary Clinton talked for 40 hours being paid hundreds of thousands of dollars, but we don't care. She's not president. But that's the thing. As a private can, can citizen, you turn on your phone. Oh, is it me? That's you. Oh, it is. I'm sorry. Yeah. I was a one nick off. Uh, because he was impeached after he became a private citizen, so the Democrats made it his business. And the fact is, like when the National Guard was I in the mean, parking I didn't garage, an unearth this for you. Well, no. I'm so sorry. Remember, the National Guard was in the parking garages. And Jill Biden, they're probably, brought, they're probably still there. They are actually. Yeah, they are. I wouldn't doubt it. Except that Trump opened up his New York hotel to them. Jill Bryden brought cookies. So they had a drive from Washington to New York to get no, a free No, he has room. a hotel in Washington. You said New York hotel. Oh, sorry. Was, I, I meant the, the Trump Washington. I need more coffee. All right. But anyhow, yeah, I don't want to get a CPAC thing. I just, that was you the only thing I got away it? from it. I don't believe so, no. It's like, oh. a, it's like the, the conference. The, then they're doing it wrong. It's like the conference. If they're trying to really screw people over, that's the, when I mean, they really the screw people it's, over. It's like the convention, the Democrat-Republican convention. But this isn't Republican so much. It's, quote, conservative. So basically it's QAnon. Q- yes. I was going to say, take it, that as you see fit. Is it QAnon? Is it QAnon? I don't even know who or what they are. Or is it Q? No, how do you pronounce it? Is it QAnon? Like the letter Q and then the like hyphen non? Like manamana. I, I don't even know how to pronounce it. I, What's that Sesame Street thing? Manamana. I waste not a single meson or neuron no. on, on the no, concept. No, that's not how to pronounce it. That's all I care about. I would presume just looking at it, it's QAnon. QAnon. Because there's no U. Is it, is it so three syllables? So it wouldn't be Quanon or Quanon. Quanon. 
I'll get it right. Maybe it's like a, you have to be in the club to understand. Yeah. Hey. Uh, and Brett actually points out something that, that Trump was the second time the impeachment proceedings began when he was president, but the actual impeachment process, uh, oh. the, the trial was you, after he became private citizen. Are you trying to tell me you got something wrong, Sean? Big, I misremember. Big, big surprise. Mistakes were made. Big surprise. Some people said some things. That was a triangle box. That's pretty cool. A triangle box. There you go. But anyhow, so uh, if anyone did tune in, I'd love to get some context. But uh, yeah, I was just kind of scrolling Twitter know. and just saw he probably said people something. loved Hopefully it or hated I'll... it. But it cannot be denied that he's still living rent free in a lot of people's heads right now. Well, it's it's strange to me that that has built. It's I mean, how how long did it take that to build? Like seven years, like that that feeling people get about a person because he really didn't start really. Turning it up till like 2015. It, when he ran, we were all convinced it was just a gag. So it was during that three-month process through the debates where it was almost like Survivor or Hell's Kitchen or something where like yeah. you got someone standing near the end going, oh, yeah, I kind of forgot about you or you're, you know, I didn't yeah. think you'd make it. But, I mean, he's been he's No, been it came it from out of nowhere. And uh, I think he should be a stand-up comedian, man. I think that would be, that, that's the next move. When you were telling me about the CPAC thing, I was like, oh, it's probably a great venue. You know, oh, what, what he about a single— already, He already has the audience on his side, so he can just start making his jokes. Okay, so so if Trump were in a sitcom, would it be one of the three-camera live sitcoms, like, you know, yeah, Three's Company? Yeah, he or, can't act. Or would it be the single camera, like like Scrubs or Malcolm in the no, Middle? No, it would be a three-camera. It would be a three-camera. Because he so can't— See, that people saying, laugh here. Yeah, like he just—he only takes direction off a cue card. So, yeah. It reminds me of, I think, in the— in the 70s, or no, no, it had to be late in the 70s. In the 80s, some point, there was a movie, I can't remember the name of it, I think it was called The Ratings Game. And basically, I think it's got Danny DeVito in it, and he's the struggling actor who gets this idea. He, he finds out who the, the Nielsen ratings families are, the people that would you know watch the TVs with these special boxes, and that would determine what yeah. the rating system were. And he gets them all on this cruise liner saying that they want to trip on the love boat and of course it's his rundown cruise liner so for three months all the nielsen families are not on their tvs and he sets their tvs to he puts out this really 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 bad sitcom and he sets all the tvs to watch that one so it becomes the number one show of all time and they show scenes from the the, the sitcom and it's your typical bad 80s you know he's supposed to be in a college surrounded by beautiful women he's like the only man in all women's college or something and you have the audience ah and it just shows how easily the system's manipulated yeah. if they tell you well the numbers say everyone likes it so you're gonna like it uh well. i feel that way about like uh anything disney makes anything disney makes yeah in, in what context well just like anything they make it's like you're gonna like this yeah yeah well i mean that's what you want to convey you make any kind of a movie you know disney well or, they're just not risk takers indie. i'm saying like they're not they they have their disney own Disney doesn't take risk they shot a movie meters away from a concentration camp that's pretty risky they could have woken up you know on the other side of that fence what movie are you talking about you're talking about mulan oh yeah they <laughs> see that's good <laughs> 
Yeah, they probably didn't choose that though. They probably paid someone else to do it. No, and they then, were there. And then they go, "We'll buy the footage from you." Yeah, no, they were there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're co- hey, do you need ten thousand pa- extras? Plausible deniability. Yeah, do you need ten thousand extras? That's we got funny. some people. They're all skinny. Oh no, no, no. I'm saying the way they the way they do their movies is so well crafted in the sense of like it's it's kind of eerie, and they don't really. It didn't seem like they take a lot of risks. They kind of just they had the right guy or lady who says this is how we're gonna make the most money. And maximize visibility, except Mulan. But you can blame that on COVID. See, that's the unfortunate thing is when they they finally you finally see some vulnerability in their company. It's like oh, that was COVID. Yeah, or it was a cruddy movie. Yeah, I mean Mulan. No, it, was it was a the music movie. and the dragon. It was a, it was a cruddy. Movie. Yeah, it was the music and the dragon. That but made they the can original. blame it's you know how bad it is because of COVID, not because they chose poorly. Now. You know the Golden Globes happened last night. Now, not every, not everyone knows that Golden Globes it goes beyond just it's not just movies. It's movies and TV, etc. I just I just got it right here. So it was last night, and in honesty, uh, I could not. I don't want to say they could not care less because it, it didn't even affect me. I, I didn't even realize it was on. Let alone uh, I have. I just have a friend who likes to live tweet. OMG, this this one or this gown is beautiful. Did anyone outside that you know immediate realm even note that it was on or care who won or listen to the speeches? Because I heard the last second that the the host uh, Tina Fey and Amy Poehler were going to not make it political, but I thought, well, then you're just that's making it even more boring. They should have brought uh, Ricky Gervais back in. Oh, that's right. He usually does the Golden Globes. Did you see? Yeah. He, last night he reposted what his Golden Globe speech, the one where he said, "Listen, no one gives up. Yeah, flip yeah. what you think about. Just come up, take your award, thank your God, and get the heck off the stage." I'm a big Ricky Gervais fan now. Yeah. No, I don't really know. No, it's. I mean, well, I think because we, we kind of chat about this a little bit off the air, where well, we the, don't tell the, people well, that this is supposed to be spontaneous. Well, the excitement of. New shows doesn't have the same bang as it used to. Why, why do you think? Well, I think it's just because there's so much out there, and typically, what you'll run into with the I, I feel like the average American is they're watching some streaming show that's either you know 20 years old that's finally like Seinfeld or like Friends mm-hmm. or whatever, and that's what they watch when they have time to watch something because now everyone lives a life where it cure it. it it, cultiv- it cultivates around what you want to do with your time. So if back in the day you were forced to watch TV shows at a specific time if you wanted to watch that certain show. Right. And so, if you missed it, it was 20 years yeah. as ever. And so I think that came back. that's really has changed the mentality of the average viewer where they're like, you know what? I don't really care if this came out at midnight or whatever. I'm, I'll watch it later when I want to. And then they'll probably forget about it because they're focused on something else. You know, I think actually the pendulum's swinging back in no. the context that we've had this conversation many times that you like watching. Um, Did I get my caps? The is binge that, is that what they dropped off? No, that that was Alyssa walking out there. Uh, okay, our, our next door neighbor walking out. So you you like the binge watch? What? But we have some shows like The Mandalorian or WandaVision, which are of a level and ha- are so crammed with with shockers and Easter eggs and stuff that. Literally two hours after the episode's out, you got major yeah, YouTube but you're talking, channels doing. Like, so now people are going mm-hmm. back to if you're saving WandaVision for like a binge watch starting next weekend, 
you're going to have heard most of the spoilers. So I think more and more people are going back, you know, when we had, when I was young, we'd have like must-see TV on Thursday night. And on Friday morning, we'd be all talking about those four or five shows because we all watched it. Because as you said, there wasn't 48 different, 4,800 different channels. So we would had limited options, but those shows were of a level that we would say, oh my gosh, on ER or on the Cosby show, I laughed at this. We all agreed. Then for the longest time, it was, you you know, you like watching Vikings. I'm not going to watch that for a long time, so we can't talk about it only in the context that you only in the context that you try to sell me on it, but we're not watching it at the same time. But you got these new shows like WandaVision and, and The Boys or whomever that are coming out that are doing it every week and people are watching them that night so it's not spoiled the next day. Yeah, so I not, think it's coming still back. it's still not as big as it was. Absolutely, but so, it, it's you, still Because you're also talking about way. back in the you know, twenty years ago there was probably every day there was like a top three shows. Mm-hmm. On every weekday, so every network had their their heavy hitters on one of the days. Well, that's why the Golden Globes at all and the Emmys had to start including streaming stuff because yeah. nothing good was on the network. And all the movies that have come out so far haven't been like even the ones that like you think they were going to be sure awesome movies like that. Uh, remember that three hour The Irishman? Did you ever see that? Did you I, ever, I didn't see it. You need to see it because it's not good. And like it was like. <laughs> What it reminded me of, it reminded me of the team who makes really good movies got together and wanted to make a, a movie, but just the the uh, the actors, it just didn't fit, especially like the aging technology. Yeah, because didn't they de-age they, some they, people? They didn't, and then they de-aged, and then they aged. Okay. And it just kind of like, it kind of fell very flat when those scenes are supposed to mean a lot. And I think there's certain ways to be a creative director about those scenes where you don't have to show, oh, we spent $80,000 on this one shot because we had a de-age's face. Like, you didn't have to show the, like, the full front camera Sometimes view. the Jaws yeah, like, version. Don't show the shark. and or Like, you really didn't have to do that. Or just, you know, uh, what was it, the, the, the Michael Keaton Batman movie when they had the guy coming out as young Joker at the end. Have you ever danced with, you know, the guy that shot his parents? Didn't look anything like young Jack Nicholson, yeah. but we we accepted it. You know, it's not like Bella Lugosi and and Edward's dentist trying to be the same person on Plan Nine from Outer Space. Yeah. Hey, just put a cape cape over your nose, and yeah. no one will know. And I and I don't really know, especially with award ceremonies. We kind of talked about this last year with the Oscars and everything. I think it's gotten so stupid with the choices and things like that, where you're like. I, I, I don't even know if the choices were stupid this year. I was so disengaged. Yeah, like, well, because we always talked about uh, the pro, like the main issue I always felt with the Oscars and everything is they looked at it from an artist's perspective, which they're allowed to. The Oscars is an in-house thing, but it's like, but if you want the average person to like it, People's you have to. Awards. Well, no, you have to include things that are relevant to them. Because mm-hmm. like, no one, not everyone saw three billboards in in Montana or whatever it was. You know, or, they, or the read variety where you take out the full page ad. Yeah, like no one knows that kind of stuff. So it's like if if you're top, that's probably why they made the best picture with ten films in it. But that way they can include the more popular ones, like the Marvel movies and stuff like that. Where it's like we're never they're never going to win, but at least we can say, hey, we announced these as a nominee, so you can pay attention to it. And I mean, because the last real chance those kind of movies had was Lord of the Rings. 
because like they they had like the perfect recipe of you know they did they did a, uh, a time honored source material with technology with, that finally was able to match the and it needs. wasn't overly CGI to the point where it wasn't like Clone Wars. You know, yeah, they CGI'd when they had to. Like they still had really great epic battles that you could see, like maybe a fourth of it were real people, and then they kind of blended. Oh yeah, you in. know, you show the CGI of a hundred thousand orcs, and then you had a close up of twenty, and you know, you got. It. I absolutely agree with you. Yeah, and that was like the last time it got everything. And well, in regards to the the small screen, because you know we we know the silver screen, we got movies either going. Well, think about what was that to- parasite movie. Yeah, the, so that the movie Korean, was a really good movie. Isn't like a Korean version of Get Out or something? It's just no. one of those weirdo ones. No, it's just kind of like it's. A, it, what I liked about it was it was a subtle way of saying how society really treats itself when given in, a, in different situations. Okay, and it, I enjoyed it. But again, you're talking about a movie that you're already alienating half the people because it's a foreign language film, and then on top of that, it is such a slow burn kind of movie. That you lose half that average population who wants to watch it because it's like this is so boring. What's going to happen? You know those kind of things. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I think uh, I think the Golden Globes should keep doing what they're doing, but they're going to be uh, one day they're going to have to accept that they're this big. Golden Globes, uh, Emmys. I, I got to put this. I want to put this out there for like listeners too, and and for you. Now we know the movies are going through their, you know, slow revival, and we're waiting for a couple of the big ones like the James Bond movie or or whatever. But HBO Max is popping in, you know, movie going to be in cinemas and on HBO Max next Tuesday. So they're they're there. But as far as the quality, I went through the list. I think it was TV Guide puts out all these are all the new and returning shows on all the the networks. And I swear, for each network, there is a maximum probably of one or two shows that are network. When I'm, the networks I'm talking about, ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox, and I'll even throw the CW in there. Okay. Uh, CBS, the only two show, uh, three shows actually kind of surprised me. One's a little sitcom called The Unicorn about a widower, and it's cute. Uh, Blue Bloods, I'm just old school with that. Tom Selleck, I've always been a fan. And then one called Evil, which they're trying to bring back, but it was, and that was really bizarre. It's about, a, it's almost like the Diet Exorcist. It, it was pretty cool. It was interesting. But that's it for, for CBS. NBC, literally nothing on their schedule. Returning or new caught my eye. And then ABC, literally the only show that, that I liked was uh, 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 The Chase, that game show that's kind of upper upper end. Where you go up against Jeopardy champions, I, I think NBC don't they've got uh, uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine now, right? Yeah, it, it, like it was on Fox and whatever. It's you know when it comes back, that'll be the one show on NBC I, I'll watch. But they're only coming in for a few episodes, and then on Fox again. Well, I don't think anything's left on Fox. The Orville was the only thing I really watched on Fox or Hell's Kitchen. So I mean, in the old days, we'd have we'd have to jockey and pick and choose, and because even if you had a VHS, you were very limited that you could maybe record one show and watch another, but that was it. But sometimes we'd have three shows at the same time. Well, aren't these awards really just for resume padding? Well, it's one of the stepping stones to yeah. the Oscars or the Emmys. I mean, whatever. I don't care. 
Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with I'm you. I'm watching I Babylon was... 5 right now. So that tells you where I'm at. There you when go. When it comes to like, what do I really look forward to when I have time to watch something? I want to watch a show from like 30 years ago. Now, the the broadcasts that are doing their their streaming, like CBS All Access, which is about to become Paramount Plus yeah. or, or what have you, they're opening up the old shows that people are loving. I mean, God help me, I found Galactica 1980 on a streaming service. Or, you know, old Quantum Leap or Knight Rider or, or, or Three's Company. And that's opening up, you know, Friends is uh, appreciating a surge right now because these young kids are suddenly finding this for the first time. And it ended, what, 20-something years ago? Well, I think that's where the strength in the, the future of the, the companies, that's where they're going to start dishing out different, like— Dipping the nostalgia? Yeah, because I think that's what the value of their company is. Like, whoever owns Friends has made so much money from that show, not just from the first airing. Like, they, you got to think that show was the monopoly of all the the sitcoms because they have DVD sales, they have rights. I mean, same thing with Seinfeld. Like, it was the like they're right there. But they're coming. Not only that, but they're coming back. I mean, we all have you know Fuller no, House. I think, and stuff I think like it was that. like, but ne- also Frasier's coming back. Well, Netflix they paid. If I remember correctly, like five years ago, they paid like a hundred million. Yeah, for Friends, and it, and it paid for, and because of that, they got enough money to put on like Bird Box. But these networks, or even the streaming services, they're buying the rights, but then they're going, looking backwards. And I'm not saying this is a bad thing. Frasier's coming back, and so well, I mean that that Frasier is a a good show. It, it, it is, and it was it has a good formula. It's but, gonna it's gonna be really strange because I don't know what new audience they're gonna find. That's like, uh, that's a question. It's almost like Full House to Fuller House. Because can you imagine whatever. if they did Cheers and they show that same bar, but it's like a it's like a rundown, you know, garbage fest now. It was. Um, speaking of friends, they had an episode like, where this is the last place you can smoke in New York or wherever. Where are they in Chicago? Uh, no, it was Boston. Boston. Yeah, they were in Boston. Uh, the one episode of Friends that I liked was they had a flashback episode to basically it was the night before the first episode, and the coffee bar that they're at the whole time it's changing. It used to be a, a like a bar bar where they'd all be drinking beers and stuff, and then like oh no we're shutting down tonight and we're gonna reopen as a coffee bar. And like who's gonna how are you gonna have a coffee bar? Who's gonna drink coffee here? And you know, that was the gag. Uh, but to have that that. Back in the old days with, with Cheers. Yeah. Uh, what it was and what it is. I'll, my, my wife loves Kelsey Grammer. Apparently, he's her freebie. So I know she's all well, about what the, is, what do you the think? Frasier thing. Because I watched Frasier. And I, I watch it off and on. I, I, if I, I remember enough. correctly, at the end of the series, he goes after Mercedes Rule. He, he's got a choice to either take a dream job somewhere, uh, but not be able to date Mercedes Rule anymore. Or to go after her into this great unknown. And the very last scene, the very last words, he has to take a plane to one of them. And the plane lands and you hear the pilot say, welcome to whatever the city. And you know he's given up the, the, the sure thing job to go after the woman. And that great ending, but now it's 20-something years later again. It's the same cast for the most part. I know yeah. John Mahoney passed away and the dog did. Yeah. And I don't know if right, Daphne passed away. And I don't know That's if right. Daphne's coming back. So it'll have to be new audiences, and uh, but they got Saved by the Bell. They got all these old ones that are coming back, which I'm a fan of. But let's not lose sight of having new shows 
so in 20 years, someone can say, this is the new, you know, Dick's World or whatever the, the sitcom of today would be. I don't know. I mean, it's whatever. I think there's no one really knows because so many people are watching so many different things. Like, oh, Punky Brewster. That's another one. Well, like a, a good, ex- Moon a good example is my parents. When they discovered streaming, they watched the most random shows that I would <laughs> never. Like, I'd be like, what are you watching? And like, oh, it's this British comedy. I'm like, what are you watching that for? It's like, we just found it. We just started watching it. Yep. It's fun. And it happened to me last And like, I'm going like, okay, well, clearly there's people out there who are just you know, absorbing everything these streaming services are throwing at them because I like, I never go just fishing through it. I'm like, all right, let's just check, let's check this out. I mean, my, the only time I check it out is Steven Seagal's in it. I'm like, I'll check that out. Well, sometimes I'll grab movies like that with a stream of consciousness, but yesterday I came across the show that I never would have come across otherwise. Uh, I, I, I like what, listening to podcasts nowadays. And there was this one podcast with a couple of guys, they would, a review Battlestar Galactica episodes. And then after that, when they finished the last episode of that, they're like, listen, we're going to come back with a new podcast. There's this Netflix show called Travelers, and we love it. We're going to do that. So I started watching this other show called Travelers, got me hooked, and it starred Eric McCormick, you know, the guy from Will and Grace. Yeah. He was Will, who, you know, in real life, he's straight, not that it matters. But in Travelers, he, he was the star. Well, yesterday I was kind of stream of consciousness on my the, my Fire TV because the wife was out of town, and came across this show I'd never heard about called uh, Perception, starring him, where it was probably maybe ten years old. Oh yeah, okay. And he's a college professor who the FBI kind of hires every now and then to help with crimes, much like they do with Numbers and all these other shows. But he is flat out schizophrenic. And he refuses to take his meds because it dulls his thought. So he has total hallucinations, and that actually helps solve the cases. It was—I never would have come across it. I, I watched like three episodes in a row last night until the wife came home, uh, and I said, "Listen, I'm going to stop because you may want to watch this with me." And I like that. I, I like that because of this podcast. I got because I didn't like Will and Grace, so I wasn't an Eric McCormick fan until I saw him in Travelers because these two guys said. You got to watch this show, and because of that, now I'm watching this new one. That uh, what a 15 year old show that I've never heard of, but it, it grabbed me within three episodes. So I like that. That's because you're getting older. We're getting weaker. I'm getting older and weaker. This we're is getting no we're, absolutely. We're hey weaker. Terry, good to see you online. Getting we're getting weaker. <laughs> true. Some people age like a fine wine. Others like milk. I yeah. think I fall into the latter category. Yeah. Well, we're gonna take a break. Okay, Doug. Dick and Skippy in the mornings going on right now live. So stick around. We're going to have a sponsored break. Say thanks to our sponsors of Dick and Skippy in the mornings. We'll be right back. The Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service has been dedicated to educating Texans for over a century. In 1915, the Extension Program was established under the federal Smith-Lever Act to deliver university knowledge and agricultural research findings directly to the people. Ever since, AgriLife Extension Programs have addressed the emerging issues of the day, serving diverse populations across the state. Texans turn to Extension for solutions in horticulture, agriculture, 4-H and youth, and family and consumer sciences. Extension agents respond not only with answers, but also with resources and services that result in significant returns on investment to boost the economy. Join us Fridays at 1 o'clock for the AgriLife Extension Hour. 
Listen in Mondays at noon to hear Conroe news from local nonprofits, businesses, upcoming events, Conroe Park events, news stories, and information that matters to you with your host, Margie Taylor of Taylorized PR. For more information about being a guest, visit IRLoneStar.com slash Conroe Culture. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Have a legal question? Are you a resident of Montgomery County? Call 281-645-6344 to talk to a volunteer attorney from the Woodlands Bar Association. We answer the phones on the first Monday of every month at 281-645-6344 from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m to provide general legal information and information about legal resources to Montgomery County residents. Welcome back to Dick and Skippy in the Mornings, Lone Star Community Radio, IRLoneStar.com. Hanging out in the studio, LCR Studios in downtown Conroe, Texas. Enjoyed some Carmelitas this morning. Feeling it now. <laughs> 9.36. Yeah. Well, it's been a while since we talked about Carmelitas. It's a Mexican restaurant just down the block from That's us. One of the best breakfast tacos. One of the best breakfast and a great local business. And not only do they serve an awesome breakfast, but they have a lunch buffet. I'm presuming the buffet's still doing its thing. Uh, where it's not like, uh, what was the place, I ponchos. I think that's their main thing. Yeah, it's it's a decent price for the all-you-can-eat buffet. And it's not like a huge buffet. And they, they you go up there and you say, I want the flauta and this and that. And they make it for you. It's not like uh, 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 ponchos. But it's a really great local business. And we love Carmen. Who's the owner of Carmelitas? Yeah, that's good. Or a co-owner. Yeah. Bagels Wednesday. Bagels Wednesday. Yeah. Well, we'll we we can do a live. Did, hey, did you come down for test. the Texas uh, Independence Celebration happening over here in downtown? I did not. Did it was you? good. There's a lot of stuff going on. I mean, Arbor Day. They're practically throwing the trees at people. Uh, uh, yeah, that was a, a little weird. On a normal uh, years, like please take the sapling. Like uh, they were throwing it in truck beds. Like <laughs> when they're driving by, like oh, you get a tree. But you get no, a tree. Time, think about how many. Plants and stuff I think a thousand, died. I think they gave a thousand trees. I believe it. No, it's so many are now hurting with their uh, uh, the the frost. You know, killed oh, yeah. so many landscapes. You know, if you're interested in that kind of conversation, uh, Texas A&M AgriLife. You want to go look, Craig? Uh, Texas A&M AgriLife had their horticulture no, guy on, on on Friday. So he talked uh, about permafrost and how that like damages roots and all that stuff. Y'all should check it out. I will if you're into that kind of stuff. I am indeed. Yeah. Keep talking while I go let our guests. But yeah, we're uh, my buddy Craig's going to join us here in a second. He's outside, probably wondering like, where are they? What's going on? He's going to text me here, here, here. You better, better get him, Sean. Oh, there we go. We got him. 
All right, yeah, he's going to come on. Uh, he works at 300, and he's a really cool guy. Let me get the camera set up. Hey, Craig, come take a seat, man. Get on. Get on with us. All right, and... I have returned All right. from your errand. My errand? <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm setting up Craig real quick. If people are listening, that's what I'm doing right now, so don't freak out. Okay, people, uh, if, don't be, you know, don't freak out. It's not Saul Rubinek we're looking at here. There's a guy named Craig. Uh, woke, <laughs> this woke. guy named Craig is in here. Yeah, from Myth. It was uh, actor now, Saul Rubinek. Well, You've well, seen him in lots of things. Before we get to Craig real quick, the one thing I did want to tell folks yes. is this weekend, their Copperhead Brewery is doing a joint opening with 202 about a beer release. Beer joints. I'm confused. Beer, like beer at the joint 202. Oh, so they're going to be doing a, oh, a new beer is being announced, so you could get there and try it. That's happening on March sixth. Got it. I beer, to tell, but no. I, I think Taste the Asians going to be there, the food truck. So it's going to be kind of a cool event if you're like wanting to get out of the house and go try some different beers and stuff. It's a great way to do that. Cool. Hey, uh, talking about the frost, uh, horticulturist Brett does point out: wait until St. Patrick's Day before you complain about tree or uh, or fix your tree loss. A good root system can come back. From a lot. So, yeah, don't go digging up everything quite yet. Yeah. All right. Now, Craig. Hello. Welcome to Dick and Skippy. Yeah, get right up on, on the, the air. microphone. Sorry, we had, we had to finish the little event section. Get you in. All right, guys. Uh, I kind of introduced you a little bit to the audience and let them know. So, Craig, how are you doing this morning, man? I'm doing pretty good. How are you guys doing? Doing good. Where are you, uh, where are you originally from? Uh, New York. I was born in Brooklyn, raised Staten Island. Okay. Because I, I, you know, uh, watching SVU, so much SVU, I got to learn about Wait, the five boroughs. You watch SVU? Special victims. How come you never talked about it before? I talk about it every day. Oh, that's and right. And I got to learn about the five boroughs. Is that, yes. That's how you say it? Uh-huh. And it, what's so funny to me is the five boroughs make up New York City, correct? Yes. Uh, well, I'll, let, I'll, yeah. let, I'll okay. let Craig okay. But what's weird to questions. me is all the cops there really hate each other. When it comes to like different jurisdictions, jurisdictions. That's movie stuff. Yeah, because like every time you're on my turf, I'm like, why would they not want to help each other? They're freaking like in the same city. They are. They that's just, just movie. It has stuff, to yeah. be movie stuff because it's always in New York where they hate each other. I'm like, no, nah, I don't believe that at all. But it's you're I, no good to us here. We're moving you to Staten Island. Don't make me go to yeah, Staten that, Island. Don't make me go there. Well, Nothing happens there. Yeah, exactly. They don't want to go to Staten Island because it's boring. It is. Oh, well, yeah. what makes things exciting when you're in New York? I feel like I feel like New York's just <laughs> exciting. It's the city that never sleeps. Is that the one? That, you yeah. got it. Yeah. Yeah. Got I thought that was Las Vegas. Oh. Yeah. Well, they, not neither yeah. do they. But yeah, I want to wake up. So are the they? So Las Vegas is sleeps. the is the city that also never sleeps. Yeah, probably. And New York is the city that never sleeps. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Vegas is the also ran. What makes Staten Island boring? Uh, it's just the suburbs of the city. It's yeah. not really, I mean. It's like the woodlands. They get, yeah. A lot of the other boroughs make fun of it. Yeah. You know, I mean, look, it's best known for Jersey Shore. Like those people from Jersey oh, those Shore are, are all fr- Staten Islanders. Yeah. Oh, yeah. see, I didn't know that. Because Jersey isn't a borough, is it? No, no Jersey's its, its own state. Yeah. So what? why That's is that, that called the Jersey Shore? You can literally Shore. go, I'm, I'm in uh, New York. I'm in New Jersey. You know, with. Oh, one we're leg Staten Island. Oh, it's not like Texas where you're in here. 
all you know for days you know? oh, while you're driving oh yeah <laughs> yeah no yeah because i don't I, see, that's the only thing i've been to new york one time and that was when i was really young and all i wanted to do was eat the hot dogs the whole time oh yeah because that was like the greatest thing i was like they're on every corner you could never go hungry in new york city because it's just like two bucks for a hot dog you're like oh i'll take a hot i'll do a pretzel too that was really good. I really. So, Craig, what brought you from New York to Texas? Uh, my father's company moved here when we were younger. Uh huh. And uh, I just kind of kept going back and forth. Cool. What kind of company? He was a uh, American Bureau of Shipping. It was a. Uh, I don't really know what he does. Just it sounds like a CIA front. I'm just well, saying. I hear because there were bureaus in it, so it was fun. <laughs> and shipping, Universal Exports. That was back in the day when like everyone's business card had to be like, oh, this is serious. <laughs> you got bureau in your name. Yeah, that was yeah. So you came with your, your parents here. What about was that? Uh, moved here on my 16th birthday. Okay. And I'm 45 now, so it's, it's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. But I go back and forth. That's why I still sound like this. That's cool. Nah, <laughs> I like it. I mean, no, like- it stands out. It, it, it does. I moved here from England, and I had a strong British accent, but I got rid of it on purpose. Oh, I was going to say, you can't even tell. Uh, well, back then, it was like I got tired of people asking me to say hello because I talk like this, and I was, I now I wish I'd kept it. Cause... I get it all the time. People say this, say that, say this, <laughs> say that. You know, water, call, beer. I mean, take, take your car and park it. I mean, oh, that's Boston, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't. People say I have a, a Texas accent, but I'm like, you should meet Holly when she's been drinking. Oh, oh yeah. Because she got, she's got the Beaumont. So, Craig, you work at 300 Bowl, and Dick just won't shut up about 300 Bowl. What do you do there? I'm the uh, kitchen manager. Oh, awesome. Yeah, food's good. Because I've had, I've had the food there, and that's some good food. So that's you? I do appreciate it. Nice. Because yeah. usually you think bowling alley food, you think greasy pizza or... or... Well, I mean... Yeah, it has its place in the world. Don't get me be, wrong. Yeah, I mean it's you know it's but it's, it's quality greasy. Pizza. It is exactly that's you know you still want a little bit of style with it. You know we like to be an old school bowling alley. Have you been able to put your footprint on some menu items like family recipe stuff or? I make the uh, we everything we get delivered. Like I don't get to make the pizza from scratch, mm-hmm. but uh, I get to doctor the sauces and stuff and make them more like a. Uh, a traditional sauce back home. Dallas needs to like give them the full reign to say, "Hey, man, listen." No, we don't. I couldn't go to get a pizza oven and all, all, the, all the right stuff in there, like a mixing machine and all the stuff you need. It couldn't be done. Okay. That's old school bowling alley. It's not like a giant, you know, warehouse, dude. It's not like Shea Pin, where you know you'll have the waiters with the towels around there, no. taking offering you Perrier. Yeah, you know, 300 is so nice. They have towels in the bathroom instead of paper towels. Like the no, is it like the the the, the machine that would loop the, the cloth no, towel? No, like they they have embroidered three hundred towels in the bathroom. Nice. Do so they have out. the guy like <laughs> check uh, it out? The guy sitting on the bar stool there with all the the, the condiments. Clones, clones, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he tip him to clean your ball. Which one? <laughs> oh, though? oh, ball. What, yeah, which, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Depending on what night at three hundred, you never know what the what kind of service they'll give you. But uh, but yeah, no, the food's really good there, mm-hmm. and. 300 is just, it's a great bowling alley. Yeah. Well, you've been bowling for how long? I'm 45, so probably 44 years. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so like you've seen and you've been to a lot of bowling alleys. I've worked in most bowling alleys in this area, in like the Houston area. I've worked at all of them at some point, and I've worked at a bunch in New York. It's just a... You know, my father was a pro bowler, so I was just really? always in the bowling alley. Yeah. So that was a CAA cover 
was well, no, the Bolin, the bureau came because he had four kids and couldn't hack it on the tour anymore. Got it. <laughs> I mean, it was <laughs> okay. So you've since you've been in the sport for a long time. There's a question I want to ask you that I like never get to ask. So many sports like evolve over the years and decades to where you know things have changed. Has there anything in bowling changed from like back in the day to today? Phenomenally, the well, two-handed bowling has totally changed the game. It looks like it hurts. Wait, 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 what now? Nobody uh, the the new way of bowling is they don't put their thumb in the ball. They hold it like this, and you get way more revs and power. And it's totally reach. It just changed the game. Back in the day, you bowl 300, it was a big deal. You bowl an 800, it was like crazy. But mm-hmm. now, kids are like, well, how many 800 you got? How many 300? It's it, the game is it's totally true. different. It's way different. Wow, because be. you know I'm older than you by far, so I'm I'm going back to where we'd watch bowling for dollars on TV. Oh, where... oh yeah, back that was when bowling was great. That's what I loved. But I mean, it's a it's a totally new sport now. I mean, it's any steroid scandals in the bowling world? I bet there's some type of ball scandals where they put something in their ball or something like like spitballs or well, like some core or something. All of it's checked. Like that's why when you see the PBA, they got like the little dot above the finger because all the balls get pressed and checked for their weights and everything. Really? Sure. Yeah. You can't Do they X-ray them? I don't think they X-ray them, but they uh, they. It's not like balance. total body MRI. <laughs> You know, I went wow. to the airport once with my bowling balls, and they went through the X-ray machine. That was awesome to see that. It was cool looking. Yeah, see the inside of it. Yeah. What is the interior of? It? I mean, is it just like granite or what? It's a or? weight block inside. Different shape. Different balls have different uh, mm-hmm. blocks inside to make them do different things. I'm presuming that the what the Bureau of Weights and Standards tells you exactly how big the USBC and mm-hmm. the PBA both decide yeah. all. Very interesting, because I get to... Dick just loves bowling, so that's all I hear. So it's great hearing some technical aspects of someone who actually knows. Yeah, I don't know. Dick's a fanatic about bowling. He, he well, I remember before bowling Dick and after bowling Dick, and, and it's just two different people. It's, right. he, he, he found something to focus on. I'm so proud of them. Well, he's gotten really good at it, too. Yeah, I've grown. I've grown as a person, so it's a very well, beneficial Well, you got that one arm that, that's bulking out. Yeah, people give me weird looks. Like, what are you doing with your right arm, man? That's yeah, another, that's another inappropriate joke. We you look like that guy in the the Shyamalan movie. Was it the Lady in the, the Water? Yeah, yeah, he just works out that one half, arm. Yeah, oh, half, yeah, half his body. That's yeah, so that's strange. gonna be you. What? Well, yeah, and then uh, there's a lot more. That's the one thing I don't get yet with bowling. Is there's so much more to learn, and it makes me kind of wish I had like an hour with a pro bowler, like guy at the very top. But like, how did you get to where you were besides just bowling every day? That's the key, though. I mean, well, no, that's the. I mean, that's practicing. But I'm talking about like understanding board board movement, understanding weight blocks, like because like you walk into a bowling pro shop, you're like, I have no idea that one looks good. Give me that one. Well, that's why you talk to your local pro, like yeah. represent like Rocky. Rocky's always there to help when you need something. He know he's been to school for it. He knows all of it. Yeah, I mean, uh, most of it you just learn as you go, though. You just kind of, I mean, talk to a pro, but just get on the lanes and bowl as yeah. much as possible, like you're doing. Look how much you've grown in like a year. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, this guy's good now. Yeah. I'm almost getting phone calls. Almost. almost. People always say it to me. I was thinking about giving you a call, but I uh, <laughs> found the, someone else a little the better. Scouts. <laughs> but, well, you got your traditional, you know, your pub games, which I think the big two would probably be like, you know, bowling and darts, maybe, maybe pool to a lesser extent, to where. Most of your other sports, 
you know, it's you're facing off an opponent who's a human directly. You know, baseball, football, yeah. fencing, you know, you name it. So with bowling, it's not like they get to knock down half the pins and then whatever they leave you, you go up with the rest. You know, you're going against hey, your own self. that's a pretty self. cool idea, though. Oh, yeah, go, go for it. Patent pending. <laughs> but you see what I'm talking about? Like, you know, darts, you, you know, you, you throw your darts... You don't keep them up there and keep the other yeah, keep your yeah. opponent from hitting this thing. You take yours off, and so that makes it to where anyone can play it more. You know, you got football or whatever. There needs to be either mental acuity of, of chess or body strength of football or, or yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Well, that's one thing that I like is you get to see different ways people are telling them how to throw this ball. Because everyone kind of has their in their mind like their idea of like oh this is how I should be throwing it and a lot of people when they first start out you're like like especially like my wife when Holly bowls it's like where in your mind did you think that was gonna be like what you wanted to do because she can do really strange things with the ball and it's kind of cool to watch because you're like I wish I could kind of learn how to do that oh I can but, guarantee every bowling ball I've ever thrown where I've no matter what it's from luck good or bad I have zero skill. I just I can well, pretty I much think, aim the ball down well, the out lane. The, well, and the that's main it. issue with that, and I don't know how bowling alleys can correct it, is most bowling house balls are just the standard plastic balls that are meant to just go straight. Mm-hmm. But then when you get your first entry level ball, it might have some curve to it, and it's like I, I was like, just no one really believes it until they get their own ball, and they're like, oh man, you're like it's totally different than like a house ball. Cause but you, see, that would jack with me. It, it's like. The few times I ever played in you know, Little League Baseball or even softball, you know, if I threw the ball, it's pure, again, instinct. There's no amount of training that can make me throw a strike. Just It's just the more I threw, God, the more I can get a strike. Your child sucked. That's just, that was not my not my bailiwick. So, same thing with bowling. I, I throw the ball down the lane and just hope for the best. You know, I, I can aim towards something and maybe I hit it, maybe not. But if you give me a ball or... or Rewax the reoil the lane or give me a ball with spin. I don't think it would do anything for me, it would just jack me up. Oh, uh, see, so you think that until you get a ball that has the rotation. And the balls today, they, they really they just you throw them down the lane, and then once they catch their uh, the weight block flips, they start moving. I mean, it cha- it's a game changer. They, hmm. they do so it's much wild. With it. And I mean, that's, there's so many different styles, so many different things. There is no more right way to be. Well, I'm it, waiting for Dick to under, you know, invite me to come down and, and yeah. let me play a game with him. And I can check this out. But is, this is Dick Turf. Yeah. Thank this you is know. Dick Domain. You this know. is the domain of Dick. There, like, almost every day. He's there every day now. You're right. So, because well, that's the only thing I think uh, it would change dr- dramatically if we didn't live, I didn't live here. Because it's very convenient for me to go. Because it's literally on the way home. So if I leave like 30 minutes early, I can just go over there, get a game in, and then go home. Didn't Kurt bowl his first 600 last night? Oh, it might have. I don't know. I was so pissed because I was doing so bad. I didn't really care about anybody else. You can't be pissed at your own teammates. I hate them. (laughs) I hate you. I hate you, Kurt. That's right. I said it. Oh, it's okay. He's not listening anyways. Yeah, he is. Oh, Kurt's listening. Kurt's listening. He he works over there at Uh Mid-South. He didn't do anything. He's a safety guy. He's like he's one of those guys who just changes like how many accidents on site. That's all oh, he does. Accident free for zero yeah, days. Yeah, that's what he does every day. He just changes the number. He's gonna squash you. I oh, know. Yeah, he's. Gonna... 
But yeah, I got to turn up for this one now. Watch, watch that. <laughs> but no, I, I encourage people to check it out. I think one thing uh, I learned yesterday was my nephew. I was hanging out. My mom's birthday was yesterday, and he was telling me that you know he was kind of down because he got cut from the basketball team. Uh huh. And I was like, man, you should try bowling. He's I think he is like twelve, mm-hmm. and he's already getting down about being cut from basketball team. And I was like. Try different sports. I go, you should go try bowling. I'm going to take them to Del Mar. They live over there in that area. So I'm going to take well, them I to Well, I discovered that there are actually like bowling scholarships yeah. out there. Oh, absolutely. If you run the gambit, you can probably get your school paid for if you're bowling all the time and like really good. Because i, I got to imagine that it's not a popular scholarship pursuit thing. Like everyone, you know, for artistic scholarships, for theater – Everyone goes for the acting scholarships, not realizing that you got stage manager scholarships. You know, they're going, please, anyone, I got money here. Come come take it. So I think bowling, I hate to say it, but it's not like one of those more sexy. Well, no, it's not. NFL, but in the bowling world, it's, I mean, the it's scholarship. It's a niche audience. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, that money's there. Well, also, you got schools. So you're involved with, like, if your mom or dad. Like the Brunswick Bull School of Bowling? Well, no, like, if you, like, here in Conroe, I think, I think every high school has its own team now. Like, I know Lake Creek now has their team. Yep. Which is a new high school in Montgomery. I know Montgomery High School has a team. I know Conroe High School has a team. I don't know if the Woodlands has a team. No, yes, they, they do. They, they have croquet. I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. Yeah, because I know, like, uh, Caney Creek... I think they might have Canyon one. Creek has one. Yeah, yeah like, they, they all practice at three hundred. Yeah, because that's what like that's one thing I learned when I was talking to my nephew. I was like, just I go, we'll ch- check it out. Let's try it out. And it's something that if I knew if I was younger and it was kind of like an opportunity, I'd be like, yeah, I probably would have done that because you're inside, you're not outside, and it's a lot of fun. So, so Craig is over the years does the popularity of bowling kind of grow and wane oh big time or has it always been kind of steady you know, back in the 80s mm-hmm. and early 90s bowling was super popular and then it kind of is going down but it seems to be on a big upheave right now really popular what they're doing on the PBA they re- they're just getting it more exciting you know and uh see i haven't really gotten to that i haven't gotten to the professional like my buddy alan texts me he's like hey bowling's on fox channel whatever you can check it out and I haven't really gotten into it. I don't. I, I guess it's kind of like I when I watch them, like I'd rather go bowling right now than watch. That's these. the key. Yeah. Like I I don't really want to watch them bowl well. I want to see me bowl as well as them. Well, so because I we found practice. it, I'm gonna watch again that TV series I was telling you guys uh, about. Well, Let's bowl. bowl. It was a comedy reality show. It was kind of like a Judge Judy thing, but instead of you know court, it was two neighbors bowling off against each other. Really? Yeah. It, it was it, funny. It was some at some. Local bowling alley in Wisconsin, I think, and they had like these two ladies in evening gowns and tiaras, you know, cheering the bowlers, and it was fun. Well, now it's like they travel to different bowling houses, from what I understand. Like the, the pros, PB, yeah, the pros, yeah. And then, like while they're in that neighborhood, they're only on they're only bowling three days. Is there a home court advantage? I, I hate to sound I don't know, ignorant, so. but is yes. there? Oh, absolutely! If you get the local resident, like the local pros, and they're in their own house. Well, because like, wait. So the, explain this to me. So I'm watching TV bowling. From what I understand, they've actually been bowling for several days prior to that. Yes. And typically, what it is is kind of like an open thing. Like, oh, so you're only showing the semi. Yeah. So you're only. Or... So I'm saying like, if they're doing it at 300, they're doing the the TV there. Yeah. But I could go there three days prior and enter. No. Why couldn't some I? events? 
some the, the opens. I guess it'd be like golf. Yeah, oh, yeah, exactly. Some tournaments are open to the public, but some tournaments you have to be a PBA member. And how do you get to become a PBA member? You just pay money. Well, it used to be you had to average over two hundred in a league uh, for like a year, and then you'd have to. But now I. I it's been a while since I looked into it. I know it's all different. I'm not. I, I don't want to say. Probably could, you probably had. You probably had a lot of money. Could I'm it be sh- like it's the Masons? A lot of money? No, you don't need a lot of money. Well, could it be like the Masons or the Illuminati? You know, where you gotta do the secret rituals. Like there's an open a coming chicken to chicken sacrifice. Yeah, and I'm probably gonna bowl that. And See, so you could bowl. potentially be on TV. I don't think that one's not every not every tournament's televised. Okay. Yeah. Have you been on a televised tournament? In the background waving. Yeah, there, hey, there you go. Back. Yeah, I was at the World. I was in the World <laughs> Series. Yep, I was up there waving. Well, no, because I, I, that's one thing I, I, you don't think about is when you see it on TV. You're like, wait, they've bowled like 30 games prior to this. They have to be exhausted. That's yeah, like that's the thing. Like this, what that one that's going on. You bowl like 16 games in one day, and it, I, I bowled six last month, last week, and I thought I was done. I mean, my arm was killing me. I don't know, 16 games every single day minimum. Yeah. That's why they're. That's why you know, they're the best. That's true. And then also, what's really great—the skill you learn from it—you can bet crazy amounts of money on yourself and make crazy amounts of money, or lose amounts of crazy amounts of money. If I could bet crazy amounts of money on me losing, I'd be rich. Oh, yeah. Can you do that? How do you do that? I don't think there's a game like that. For no, I'm pretty sure it's too easily rigged. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, because I, I remember I was talking to somebody. They said there is a style of game where you have to just you have to get the lowest score possible. Oh well, that, yeah, you can. Do, that's a but, game people play. Try and get you know. But you can't get gutters. Like if you get a gutter, it counts as ten. So it counts nice. as a strike. So you have to hit one pin. Just, I, that's I would be all over that one. I like think I might actually do it. That sounds because like I'm the master game. of just knocking that one pin, maybe yeah. two or the impossible shots. Yeah, to trying to get the corners by themselves. Yeah, that that's a fun game. Okay. I'm in on that. When I pop down, we're going to play that game. I wonder what that has to be called something. That's going to be, I feel oh, like. We'll call like, it the dick. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's like darts. You got, you know, you got your countdown one or your yeah. 501 or whatever. So you just, or billiards. How many different versions of billiards are there? Well, that, yeah, Eight they ball, there's all ball, sorts of tournaments. Well, and that's what's cool. Like uh, Dallas is trying to put some stuff together. Now Now we've got, we got that Baker's uh, League that's on Monday. League. That's a fun league, and that's a different way than normal. Yeah. You know, you do the two games normal, then you do three games as a team. Mm-hmm. So, like, one guy bowls the first frame, the other guy bowls the second frame, third guy bowls the third, and then you switch it like that. that I mean, that's a really so fun you're really, Yeah, you either work off each other. Yeah. And so you always Keep, get pissed at somebody who, like, doesn't get their strike or... You're like, man, you the one that, that busts the curve. Yeah, way to go, dude. <laughs> but again, you don't get mad at your teammates if they suck, man. <laughs> I want them to get mad at me. They should have got mad at me last night. I did horrible. Like that was depressing. Well, it's nice to know that they treat you better than you treat them. Yeah, <laughs> I'm the garbage man. I take out their garbage. Like I'm, they're garbage people. Dick's here to take out the yeah. trash. <laughs> they're garbage people. My team, garbage. But uh. Well, beyond the bowling world, what's in your life here? What, what do you, you know, any... any? I bowl. You bowl. Is this a 24 I work in the kitchen. I bowl. Because <laughs> we were talking like TV shows and movies earlier. Oh, well, movies and stuff. That's, I, yeah, I, yeah. I love movies. I'm not saying you have to be, oh, yeah. uh, you know... We, I don't know if you were listening earlier. So we were talking about the, the way they're doing streaming now and the weekly releases of shows. Yes. And how I hate that. I think it's stupid. I love it. It's a throwback to the old days. I just had a conversation with that this morning with my barista. 
I, did that sound bad? That sounded weird. Uh, I was at. I, I was, love that heavy New York accent. Is that what you call? Barista. Is that what you call your girlfriend? Is a barista? It's a, it's a coffee <laughs> maker. <laughs> but uh, we were talking about that because I asked him if he was watching Wandavision. Okay. And he don't want to watch it until everything's released so he can. Binge. But I like the anticipation uh-huh. of watching an episode, getting the cliffhanger, and waiting a week. You get all excited. Exactly. You all week and for you it. also avoid the spoilers because this guy, something's going to get See, spoiled for him. Sean, Sean, some people don't live on Twitter. And so Dude, I'm not saying to, I'm talking idiots who just walk I, down. The I'm street. not gonna lie to you. I want to see WandaVision. I haven't seen anything on my social media that people are spoiling it. I haven't seen anything. No, so, people are being no, pretty no, good. No, no, people about that. are. No, it's the the screen rants or the screen crushes or the you know yeah, the, on YouTube you're, you're you're just scrolling. So don't go. I don't see that. Facebook. So I don't understand why. Well, it depends on you know those algorithms. If you're into shows uh, like that, so you like, like it. being spoiled. That's why it sends no. it to you. I just like watching stuff as it comes out, and like like Craig said. In anticipation, a lot of kids just don't get that nowadays. No, they have no clue. I just, the whole the talking the next day. Oh my say, god, did you see one? I, I don't care about Wanda or Vision. Like I don't care. You don't have to There's care no about the characters so much. It's that the like, writing is good. That's know. that's Phenomenal. my big thing. I mean, they just, they're boring. Why do you? Well, you're such a negative Nancy. What's going on here? It's I, a great the, show. See, you get you get nighttime dick. I get see, morning dick. There's a reason. Uh, morning, morning dick is a lot <laughs> droopier. <more>, yeah, it's <laughs> a lot droopier. <laughs> A lot more flaccid. Well, morning the, dick the, is a lot more flaccid than nighttime the, uh, dick. I like it. We're going to get in so much trouble. Uh, <laughs> they, they, there's a reason why they're a TV show, not a movie. They're but not they're the, tying into the movies. Yeah, but they're not like they, they gave Black Widow a movie. Yeah, I'm not watching that one. And that's not going to be that good. But it's going to uh, be horrible. They chose why? her. Why? 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 I would I would watch it because she doesn't have any superhuman powers, man. It's no. still Scarlett Johansson. I don't care. Like she's not going to be flying around. She's going to be like, oh, I had to get to the jet to so get you away. Don't like James Bond movies. So, yeah, but they they don't. James Bond doesn't live in a world where there's super superhumans. Don't you remember Jaws from the Spy? Because what's going to happen in Black Widow is at one point someone's going to have to save her, and it's going to be a superhuman. It's like, but it's her pre, it's her, it's her story getting up to how she became into no, that it's, world. It's a mixture. Is so it? It's, yeah, because it's like a flashback. Her roots come back to haunt her. Yeah. yeah. Then what's happening as she's falling in the movie? Yeah, and someone her saves her. Gonna... So then, in your mind, who's more worthless, her or Hawkeye? Hawkeye. I agree. <laughs> well, yeah, because the. He shoots bow and arrows. Yeah. Well, that and plus he's just a. a I want to give him a yeah. good arm wrestle. That's the only way I can phrase this. Yeah. Because I can't well, say okay, I want to throw a punch. What, what kind of weirds me out between about the actor and the character? World, I just well, I'm what not, weirds me out is like you have this Steve Rogers character who's Captain America, and they develop some serum, and it's like now we're 50, 70 years later. It's like why can't you just give that serum to Hawkeye? Like he clearly would do be a better helper. If he had... No, nah, he's got mental issues. That's already been... Uh, things start going wrong for him. He goes a little nuts, starts killing people. You can't give him... You can't let him be around forever. He's not... He's not stable. But it's the movie we decided you're, You only you're have the one disc, the one vial, the one no, MacGuffin. Because, because in Black Widow, they're going to introduce a character who was the equivalent of Captain America, but in the Russian world. Yeah, well, we've also had so, you know, Russian Superman... Yeah, but I'm saying like... Did you see the new announcement about the new Snooperman? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a fan at all. What happened? What? I like Jordan B. Knight. I think he'd do a good job. There are rumors that the next Superman is going to be black. Okay. It's supposed to be Jordan B. Knight. It's going to be an alternate universe. Is, I like how that's what they have to do. 
It's like, hey, this is, has to be an alternate well, universe. Well, you have to do an alternate universe. You have a whole history of the regular Superman. Well, if, well, if they pull it all in together, then yeah. Because that's what they're doing with... Uh, they were teasing out with The Flash, where The Flash was able to travel back in time, but they didn't really go into it in Justice League. And then they, they, they teased that in the newest Spider-Man. They basically introduced the multiverse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and the new Doctor so, Strange movie is about the multiverse. Yeah. It's in the title. And that's the thing that if you're into Scarlet Witch at all, you know that she's what's called a nexus, which means that in all the multiverses, she's the same. And very few people are that. If it's an alternative reality, sure, why not? But I think it lessens the impact of having African-American actors come into their own I agree. and characters because it's like, oh, I'm not good enough to be my own superhero. I got to take over a white one. Same same reason why I'm not a fan of well, the Black thought, James Bond. Well, that's why I thought it was a strange thing, decision for the Black Panther not to recast it. I was like... Everyone likes that character, but they've in the even in the comics, several people have been Black Panther, including a sister. So that uh, that was a decision they made. You could have recast because they did it with the guy rid of Trevor. Well, no, uh, like, I don't. Terrence think, Howard and brought in Don Cheadle as War Machine. Well, I don't think they were like doing Black Panther three. Are they? Did they do two or two? Yeah, they, they were. They were talking about we're gonna we're gonna stop filming. And then they thought, no, we've we've come up with an idea on how we can make it happen. Okay. Probably make his little sister. That's smart. Yeah. Or Something. or someone else. Yeah. They could have done that, or they could have just said, you know, um, pick, you, you know. A, no, a, he a should strong. have a love child. I smell it. You know that that one scene that no one. Oh, saw. that's right. Give give the illegitimate child to the black man. That's that's really good, Dick. That well, that'll, that'll really, come uh, across the. Oh, I was just trying to come up with that'll bring in the tropes. fans. Well, okay. Well, we just shot that idea right. Yeah. Now. Just, Sorry. You got to be aware of that. Okay, well, how about Black Jesus then? I don't know. He's born uh, like his girlfriend has magically gets pregnant. He's like, I didn't sleep with her, and it's like this is a magical baby. You did watch Dogma, didn't you? Yeah. Okay, well, they talk about the whole Black Jesus thing. It's <laughs> more black than white. That movie was disturbing. I yeah, liked yeah it. it was. Well, as Kevin Smith, it is. is yeah. Worst. The the poop monsters. Yeah, <laughs> that's a real deal. Those yeah, X Files episodes. Gogamoth, yeah. There's an, there's an oh, the, the poopy the demon of Golgamoth. Yeah. No, uh, yeah, because like we were talking about the streaming and how the impact of like Golden Globes and all those kind of awards, no one really cares, I feel like. In the old days, they were stepping stones to the Oscars. You could and see, winner of 10 Golden well, Globes. I think it's because there's so now much no content to, to absorb. No one really like kind of like flag, gets like flagships behind one. Oh, I agree. And it's like we gotta we gotta support this this the crown or whatever. Like people like the crown, but they're not gonna be like, oh, you know, hashtag the crown wins or whatever. No one really cares. Yeah, the award shows don't have what they used to have. They used to be well, I mean, they were more popular back when there was less to watch. I mean, you used to like get excited about watching all those Golden Globes, the uh, Oscars and stuff, but there's no real excitement about that anymore. It's all become too political. People well, I, I think it's a combination. I, don't, I, don't, I wouldn't agree to just pol- politics. I think it's like like the movie industry is having a hard time right now because they, they lost their entire momentum, <coughs> ironically, after you know oh, Infinity War. Well, oh. yeah, because like Infinity War came out, or Endgame, and then basically COVID hit like two years later or whatever, and they're like, we're about to redo everything, and now we can't because we can't go to movie theaters. And now they're doing this simultaneous release of... You know their shows on their streaming platforms, which I real I'm a big fan. I just watched Tom and Jerry because of that. That was yeah. cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, like I think that works for certain movies, but like you know the big 
Yeah. That's why James Bond isn't out yet. That movie should have come out two years ago. Yeah. Well, we're so. locally, you know, I was directing a big musical when COVID hit. We were in rehearsal, so we shut down. We're ready to go back up. The theater's ready, but the show spam a lot. You know, the Monty Python, the music. Really? And that was being so done much, here? Yeah, at Stageworks. That's oh. why I was, and we were in the middle of rehearsals. We were like two weeks from opening. I can't wait to see when that. we had to shut down the theater. Now or not? Now the theater's back open, but we can't put it on now because we're only at thirty percent capacity. We got to be able to pay for it. Yeah. So we're hoping that come September, October, we're back to hundred percent capacity. We'll pick no, up. No, we're never. We we'll off. never go back to hundred percent. Oh, I think we will. I think this is. We're on the trail end. No, of this. if as long as Fauci's alive and kicking, he's always going to be saying that one thing that people are like, "Wait a second, did he just say we we, we can't?" Talk to each other, even though we're vaccinated. Yeah, well, that's literally what he just said yesterday. That See? even if you're vaccinated, you still can't go to plays or sporting events or, or weddings. See, I'm telling you, like it just takes people one... getting no people getting tired of that. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm been tired of it since it started the two week shutdown. Yeah, I was like, I'm already tired of this. It's crap. I'm go But so same thing with the James Bond thing. We're having to do it locally. We gotta say, okay, if we open right now, thirty with forty people in the audience, we'll make this much money. It won't even pay for itself. But if we hold off a few more months. We can go to seventy five percent, eighty percent, one hundred percent capacity, and that makes it worth it. I and feel we, like you go to one hundred percent capacity right now. Nope, not in Houston. Really? Oh, no. in Houston? Yeah. How about up here? Um, no, I think Abbott still has it at fifty to seventy five percent capacity. I believe. I mean, I don't know. I'm not one hundred percent. I know that judge guy is pretty cool, the Montgomery judge. No. But well, he gets yeah, charged. You, but you got to. Uh, one of the things that came into light is that when there's a gubernatorial mandate, when the governor says it's got to be this, I wonder if he got a, a tattoo in jail. Judge can't. can't he, did he, did he, did he that. spend three days in jail? Uh, uh, yeah, it could have been deferred, but I think he went. No, I the think weekend. he went. Yeah, he got uh, a DWI for prescription drugs. Yeah, uh, back in September, October, he was in an accident. He was under the influence of, I think, Ambien, which is, you know, this is what people don't realize. If you are on a prescription and it says, do not operate heavy machinery, that's to cover themselves because a car counts as heavy machinery. Yeah. And even if you're on the proper dosage and you're operating a car, that counts as a DW. I'm not saying that's necessarily what happened here, but that counts as driving under but the yeah, I was reading that he got charged, I think it was over the weekend, and I was like... It's no, a, he, it's pl- a, he played guilty. Oh, yeah. whatever. Like, he, he, yeah, he was he charged, played guilty. Played guilty. I think he it went in for three the weekend. days in jail, so I wonder if he got a tat. Got some ink, yeah. some prison ink. I don't really think you get that at the county level. Well, I bet you get it at any well, level. Well, yeah, it's one of the temporary tattoos. Oh, you know, like, they, they, they like the stick like, them on. like the rose with the the Irish thorn that we'd put on no, our the, butts in the eighties. The, the county actually gives it to you as like a thank you for jo- joining us for the weekend. And <laughs> I never received any of those. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got some beautiful artwork. I'm, I'm seeing there. Oh uh, well, ever since I had to pay for them, I don't get them anymore. <laughs> right. <laughs> Stuff is too expensive. Right. Yeah, that's why I stopped with the one for me. Yeah, I, don't know, I got like uh, 35 or 40 of them. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I want more. I want to get my bowling pins all finished up and everything. But So for uh, for you, are tattoos like, you know, life story artwork where each tat tells a story? Uh, Actually, I mean, kind of, you know, for me, I just look at them and I think about where I was when I got it, mm-hmm. what I was doing and how much better life was <laughs> when I was young and innocent. <laughs> is, your, is your life a Billy Joel song? Probably Italian restaurant. Yeah, if it yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I figured. I feel like you're a Billy Joel song. Yeah, my my son is tatted from like neck to toe. He's a uh, former Marine, 
And oh. uh, it's like everything tells a story. I always him. wanted to get my neck all the way down, but it just got to. This is why I slashed that man's throat and stared into his eyes while taking his soul. Wow, that went down that corner. Is that what your son's doing? I. What kind of tattoos I, are that? He's got. <laughs> that's a little rose. It's. Yeah, that's the rose in the heart with the thorn. The thorn represents... No, yeah, coming out of the blazing skull, maybe. I don't know. Oh, see, it's hard man. to get tattoos, though, when they release bowling balls every week. You know. Yeah, see, that's the one thing. Another thing, go back to the little bowling talk, Sean. That's one thing I don't really get. <laughs> God, I was trying so hard to get us out of it. But I just, yeah, they release back bowling in. balls like every nine months, I feel like. And I'm like, well, why do people have 20 bowling balls? Like, why? Like, I feel like I could okay, use... Okay, you got to explain this, because, I mean, I know there are... Different materials, yeah, and but stuff. like, but they it's don't, a ball. But they don't run out of juice. Yes, they do. Well, I mean, like, not immediately. It's not no. like you got it for a year and you're Is done. It, are we talking about like, you, you, it gets a chip or a wear mark? Well, that it and it absorbs oil. So, like, every if you bowl a lot on like leagues, mm-hmm. you're getting fresh oil every time. So your ball is absorbing a lot of that oil, and eventually it's going to absorb too much where it can't absorb anything. Yeah, you can have them clean so much to where you get the oil extracted out, but eventually it's just it's the like, ball does. Is that like that mattress thing where they say it, it gains 10 pounds every year yes. from your sweat? Yeah. Oh, mine's going to be a lot more than that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, moving uh, on I'm from that i just give you another visual. Yeah, I, uh, uh, I didn't know what to say. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but, yeah, and then... Uh, there it is. You know, one thing that, that y'all have in common is y'all both like going on the internet and, and uh, get mad at people on the internet. I well, don't do that. Anymore. I cancel my Facebook. Yeah. I cancel. I don't. I don't. I'm trying to avoid all that anger stuff. Well, yeah. I'm of the age I that I get to yell at kids and keep off my lawn. So yeah. I His stories are like it's so funny listening to him when he starts talking. About, I'm like, man, someone did this to you, and he's like, yeah, on Twitter. I'm like, oh, who gives crap? I've never been on Twitter. That's like a whole reading thing. If there's no pictures, <laughs> if there's no pictures, I'm not doing it. <laughs> well, I mean. See, Twitter, it's like a billboard talking. Like, I'm putting up a, a billboard of saying something to you, and then... just seems like it's always angry people whenever I hear Twitter. It's like yeah. somebody's complaining about somebody, then somebody else is fired. It's not healthy conversations. No, so nobody... Need, yeah. Sean, you need to get off Twitter. I make up for it with the TV show. What, what TV show? What Purple TV? Politics. You, well, that, that's, a, that's a healthy discussion. It is. Twitter's not healthy. Sure it is. Twitter isn't healthy. You know what catharsis is? No. Well, there you go. Is that like the way you relax? Well, yeah. Catharsis is letting stuff roll. It's like if you're sad, but you are you can't cry, you put in a, a sad movie, so and it's cathartic. It, uh, it, see, that's, ca- that's cathartic, but when the Twitter thing is you, you're being the cathartic, cathartic thing or whatever, but you're upsetting other people. And then you get other people right back and start getting upset to you, and then people, everybody starts getting well, upset. Well, something on Twitter or like my on Facebook, I have a, a spoof president, Skippy for President page. But, you know, I treat it seriously where I'll post something. That's me saying something. People choose to respond to it or not. Same thing with, with Twitter. and Or on Twitter, the only time I'll respond, post on someone else's timeline on, on Facebook is when they ask a direct question. I only do it when and I call people an fat. You can't do that. Yeah, we're, well, we actually did that experiment. Yeah, let's what, see if I'm. Let's I see think if I'm is it up. still up there? Uh, I'm gonna call you fat again. I'm gonna do it once a week until I get banned. I, I was temporarily banned from Twitter just for posting a picture of Joe Biden that was an actual picture of Joe Biden saying that it uh, violated their child sexual exploitation rules because he's sniffing a girl. Yeah, and it's like, wait, I didn't, you know. And at the same time, on Facebook, 
we were having a, a couple of people and I were having a conversation. We were doing lyrics, and some I said I was the walrus, and someone reported said, "Oh, you're not the walrus." That comment got banned and blocked because it was quote body shaming me. You gotta be kidding me! And so it was an experiment the other day on the air. Dick posted on my I just on did, my Facebook I just page did now. It says fat. But <laughs> is, is, is your comment still up there? I don't see my post, you, my original one. Oh, you see the, the Twitter. Oh, here it is. You are fat. Yeah, it's still there. You're still fat. That's still there. Okay, well, because for a while it was blocked. Now I have four posts that call you fat. Let's see what happens. Maybe maybe Facebook's like, we, we can't, if we got fact-checked by political fact, and now you're and fat. You think somebody record, just came by to look and be like, yeah. 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 On the record, fat. this is just dormant muscle. Yeah, see? That's dormant muscle. Yeah, no, it's not true. That's probably where I'm going to actually get kicked off, because it's like, oh, you're doing fake news on fake facebook, news on facebook what well, no i think what happens when it comes to certain uh like or, or original sources that's what they block like so that image they probably had so many reports of that image being used for other abusive things like we're just not gonna deal with it sniffing biden's go out like that photo wherever like, don't make me pay for your laziness but can we just address how sad it is that they didn't know it was a beatles comment Thank you. I mean, what is even you know everything else aside that I have the right to be defended or not if someone wants to say something about me. But yeah, it's because there's no context. These algorithms don't take context, and that's where a lot of stuff falls down. I see these kids come into the bowling alley, and when I was a kid, and you asked me about the music my father listened to, or any of like even his father, I knew stuff about it a little bit. I knew what. Mm -hmm. These kids don't. They don't know who the Doors are. They don't know who the Beatles are. They don't know. A lot of them know who Pink Floyd is only by the Target T-shirts, but they don't know any. They don't know any good music. Well, I will say that's what's interesting about my parents is they introduced all this music to me, but they don't listen to it. At least they introduced you. Though. Like I, well, like the they other knew day, it was important. I'm showing my dad how to stream music from Amazon because he has Amazon. I was like, oh, you know, they have Amazon Prime. And that means you get some music. And I showed it to him, and then that was about three weeks ago. So yesterday, he's like, you know what? I really don't like it, though, because it goes out sometimes. And I was like, oh, that's because you're streaming it on your phone when you're driving. You can download it. And he's like, what? I was like, yeah, you can download all this. He, he made his own playlist, 200-plus songs. He's been selecting. He just sits there and finds this. He's like, this is the coolest sound. I'm like, yeah, just hit download right here. That's and the greatest part about today's day and age. Any song Right at your fingertips. Yeah. Because music is the great. Well, it changes. He's like, wait a second. So it won't get interrupted again? And he's like, yeah, this is now on your phone. So wherever your phone is, you'll have that music. Now, if they Amazon decides to delete it, they might remove it from your phone without telling you. But, I mean, oh, no. No, and you beholden to that. If, you know, if I ever quit Apple or iTunes, then, you know, most of the music. That's why I buy very rarely from a streaming song. I'll either... Get the old CD well, yeah, or whatever that's me. and rip it. And I manage that. I mean, I have over like thirty because I have a radio stations. So I have like, I guess like seventeen thousand songs. Well, I know the three thousand of them came from me. So, well, it's a show tunes. So I don't really count. That, no, it was everything from ACDC to yeah. ZZ Top and ABBA. Show to, tunes. Oh, man. Hey, did you see Hamilton lost in the Golden Globes? I know you. I heard really? about it. Well, yeah, because who cares about that crap? The people who vote for the Golden Globe, I thought. Well, I mean, I didn't mean it. I'm not commenting about how what Hamilton's good or not. Or bad. Oh, don't it's, it's just strange. The Golden Globes is the foreign press film the, you know, performance. So it's yeah. kind of like you can't really sell that as like a groundbreaking motion picture. It's just like a, it's like me holding my camera, like, all right, do your play. So what won? Uh, for that one, I don't know. I just know they didn't win. I, I, I think Soul and Shit's Creek were the two that 
and that shit S C H I T T. That show with Eugene Levy. That, you, that yeah, show yeah. you should watch. It's 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 very entertaining. I'm, I'll probably give it a try. I'm just not on the bandwagon for it right now. That's because you probably read some Twitter posts no, and you're like, oh my god. I'm what watching. You... I'm watching that show with Eric McCormick. Okay. Right, and I got to watch last night's The Walking Dead before somebody spoils it for me. Oh, they all die. Well, yeah, but then they come back. My friend Lisa is so into that Walking Dead. I cannot get. You know, a what weirds me out about that show is when they decided to say once you die, you become a zombie. And yeah, I, no matter how you die, yeah, there'd not be a body. And I was just... like, you know, that's kind of very bleak because everyone is human in this show, and they're all going to die, eventually. Well, it tends to so what's happen the, to everybody. Oh, I know, but like the, to give you that bleakness of like you're 95 years old and you finally you survived. And then it's like, oh, I'm gonna rest in peace. And then he comes back as a zombie. Yeah, but do you like, think you're at that you're, point they're they're just you know the priests are the last rites, and they cut so your head off or yeah, something. That, like, just take a little dagger into your forehead, and you're you know your final thing. Well, I think even if you come back as a zombie, you're still dead, right? I mean, you're yeah, yeah I know. No. I'm saying like because in the show there was an episode about a kid who got like. He was coughing at the very beginning of the episode, and then like later they're in some type of building, and yeah, he in dies. The uh-huh. He dies while like you know being sick, yeah, and no one knew. And he wakes up a zombie, and they're like, "How did a zombie get inside?" And they're trying to figure out. And he's like, "Well, maybe he died. Like, did he die?" Yeah, the, the first season of that because they're on season ten right now. But the first season, the assumption was you had to get bitten or scratched. Yeah, but then they find out no, you can die of a heart attack. Or and you become gunshot, a zombie. As long as it's not a headshot, you come back as a zombie. So that's very bleak. And so when you're dying as of like you know whatever disease other than zombie disease, like someone's waiting with a shotgun right next to you, going, "Yeah, when we know you're really dead." Well, you know we'll, the we'll, comic book is actually over. They ended it. Well, good. And from out of nowhere, everyone dies. I hope. What happened is they flash forwarded like twenty years or something, oh, and Rick, who's like the main character, gets. Killed stupidly by someone, comes back as a zombie. His son plugs him in the head, and life goes on. Carl? Yeah. I thought he was dead. In the series. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of... They'll follow basic stuff like the prison or the governor or Negan or whatever. But, yeah, uh, Rick ends up pretty much in the comic book marrying Andrea, who's the one that got killed by the governor. Yeah, I stopped watching after the prison. Yeah. Yeah, and I, like I don't, care. and it's got highs and lows. I keep up with it because I want to see how it, how it goes, and this is going to be the well. End. I think with shows like that, it's, it reminded me a lot of Breaking Bad, which is like people love Breaking Bad, but I had a huge issue with it when they basically took away the main plot, which he had cancer, so he decided to do these things, and then I like like I think it was after the first season he doesn't have cancer anymore, and then they showed the addiction to the money. Yeah, but like. So you're either telling me he was a good guy trying to do something good for his family, but overall... Power corrupts. He's just, no, yeah, he, exactly. he's just a bad person. Well, no, he was a good guy, but absolute power absolutely corrupts. I mean, that's what happened. He got, he fell in love with the money. See, I didn't see that, just kept needing more. <clears throat> but even from the first episode, when he comes up with the idea, think about it. I need money to save my life, so I'm going to get other people hooked on meth. Yeah. So he's not he's a necessarily a good guy. Yeah, yeah. well... It's desperate times calls for desperate measures, yeah. morphs into uh, greater good, morphs into, you know, yeah. that's it's human condition. And that's where it is like The Walking Dead. Walking Dead refers to the people left behind because it's the breakdown of society and civilization. And so 
it's all about the human condition that these shows go into. I guess. Yeah. It's the same like with the Sopranos. They made a leader of the mafia look like a great guy. <laughs> yeah, but you knew... He dies at the end. Well, you knew that he wasn't a good person. So right. like in Breaking Bad, they were trying to play that both sides. Well, it's the anti-hero. And, and but the then 90s, when they decide to say, hey, we're going to get rid of this cancer talk, we're just going to make him a kingpin. I'm like, oh, come but on. But in I'm the like, 90s, in the early early aughts, you know, 2000 on, the, the anti-hero made a huge comeback, and it was shows like The Shield. Yeah. That was a big precursor to that. He's a corrupt cop in that, right? Corru- not, he's not just a corrupt cop. I mean, in the first episode... You know, you see, okay, so he beats up a suspect. He's doing the greater good. We get it, this and that. And then the end of the first episode, uh, there, he's got a new member of his team who's a mole for the, the the mayor, and he shoots him in the forehead, kills him, kills another cop. And it's like, oh, my God, this is a cop. He's a cop who's a cop killer, and this is the main character. And so for the next five years, you watch him get away with all these things, and you find yourself rooting for him and not wanting the good guys to catch him. And that started this whole anti-hero yeah. motif on Breaking Bad. All these well, they're doing better that. Call See, Disney's doing that too with their stupid villain, and it's, it has to be like no, it's a response to what was happening just before that, which is where you had bad guys and you had to apologize for them. So, well, have you seen the Corilla trailer yet, or Corilla Deville? Corilla, uh huh. I, haven't, I mean, I know about so, it. Have you heard about the movie they're doing? Have what you heard about? about this? I've heard something, but I don't so know. So they're doing like her early roots, and mm-hmm. it's played by some actress. I would hope so. And yeah, it makes better this. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, you never know today. Not sure. today's day and age. You yeah. never know. Uh, but yeah, so it makes her look like, not like a good person, but we. it's kind of like Maleficent. Maleficent, uh-huh. It's kind of like that, where like, you know, we all grew up knowing this person's bad. Why do you have to but sugarcoat that, and, it? And so the antihero is the response to that because, you know, I mean, take Halloween. Because you really can't baby the idea that she literally kills puppies to make clothing. They, Disney will find a way, but look at like, like how are you I love that Rob good Zombie. Person? I think Rob Zombie is like an amazing film auteur, but he redid Halloween where he made Michael Myers be a bullied kid, and that's his excuse for growing up to become a serial killer. I thought it was his mom. Nope. Yeah, that's the whole thing. Everybody's got an ex- Hannibal. excuse. You yeah. remember Hannibal Lecter? Who, you know, this horrible person who kills and eats Wasn't people. Wasn't he, like, molested or something? But, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Later on, they're retconning it to where, oh, he survived the Holocaust. And so... I'm not believe that. I mean, that's so what they did with Magneto. It's excusing... And that's why I hated the remakes of Halloween with Rob Zombie, because... It's like, well, it's okay that he's killing people now. Because no, in the original Halloween, wasn't it? He his was just mom? no. In the original Halloween, he was just the boogeyman. That's Friday the Thirteenth. Halloween two, yeah, Halloween two was. Um, they had to contractually do a sequel, so it was like, okay, uh, Jennifer Jason, uh, Jennifer, Jennifer Lee Curtis was his sister, and it was just, and then it became he's demonically possessed. I like they it. keep on doing yeah, all the Halloween stuff. three was that stupid season, the season of the witch, witch with yeah. the buttons. That was horrible. Yeah, you put on your pumpkin mask. Oh and you man, turn like into it. a yeah. Which one has the heart that you eat the heart? Is that Friday Thirteenth one? Eat a heart. Yeah, there's one of them where like they Temple they, of Doom? they they get the heart and some guy eats it and he becomes the the evil entity. Oh God knows. Yeah, I think it might have been Friday Thirteenth. It could have been like Freddy versus Jason. I, after a yeah, while, you just stop. Yeah, yeah. You stop watching after a while. Yeah, uh, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I'm not. 
Those movies are. I, I don't understand how you could mess it up, and it's so funny to me oh, that that little thing really meant like uh, that's what makes you upset in the Rob Zombies because he made him a, a, a victim of being. A I boy. can't handle Rob Zombie movies. I, there's something. To, I, yeah, you got. Yeah, it's he's too not much. for everyone. I tried to watch that House of a Thousand Corpses. Now mm-hmm. that I was a little older, I mean, it was really, really, really disturbing. You got to look at that and say, what kind of mind? I, I'm a writer, yeah, exactly. and I what come with some funky stuff. Mind? Well, there's some. There's always gonna be movies like that. Oh, oh, true. Or stories, but you just got to look at... Listen, there's one thing to make stuff up, but like It, because we had, you know, the Stephen King's It, we had the miniseries on ABC back in the 90s, and we had the remake. They couldn't do the real ending, because in the book, these 10-year-old kids all sleep with each other. Yeah. Is that like, because they want to do that because it like it, wishes him away or something like yeah, that? Yeah, it's, it's the power of love, but what I'm saying is he's got 10-year-olds screwing each yeah. other. And it's like you gotta ask. I, I love, I love how did, the cancel culture. How they try to come after Stephen King? No, yet. because he hates Republicans so loud that he's oh, forgiven. Yeah, Because yeah. I mean, he's written some weird. That's what stuff. I'm saying. He 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 gets a pass because oh, Orange it. Man bad. Yeah, I mean, imagine a world that Trump didn't run though. Like, who are we even blaming stuff on right now? Uh, probably Santorum. Jeb. Jeb. No, Jeb never had a chance. No, Trump wasn't there. I can see no. it. No. Because they came up with Jeb with the exclamation point. I like point. it. No. Yeah, but now you're going to start hearing all, you know, Biden's on top, and it's who's ever on top, you got to knock down. So they're going to go after Biden now, and he'll be he'll probably kick that office, and Harris will be in, and somehow Clinton will work her way in as VP, then she'll become the new president. It's all... No, just, I think I, I think the... if. If Hillary Clinton becomes president in one way or another, Never like happened. yeah, like the world, our our country will like get real bad. As in, what's kind of yeah? Have yeah. uh, you looked around? Will, will <laughs> yeah, no, there, there's yeah, but like that's no the way. one. That's the one person that polarizes even both like parties more evil than anything. Yeah, well, yeah. that's just like no one likes her. Like, oh, to be lost, honest, that gives me hope. One of the things that gives me hope for this, this world Trump, is that so. she's she's over two. That people as stupid as people are, they're not stupid enough to put her in. See, that's the thing about why I got off Facebook, because when you're on Facebook, you really think people are that stupid. But oh, then when you get out and you start talking to everybody, because uh, on the social media, you think racism is horrible and huge and everywhere, but it, and it's just not that bad. You get out, you talk to people, everybody's happy with each other, everybody's doing oh, good. social media, you, you know, what do they say, like well, 2%? Because the bowling alley is the, the mecca of, of love. And 2% everybody. of Twitter people account for 98% of tweets, I think. Yeah, you, no, you I know. don't. But that's what the news relies on is the Facebook trends and Twitter trends. Well, that's, that is something that, like, I can't, I would love to see a story about going to college as a, for journalism and, like, what they teach you as the normal protocol. Get like, it out first. It doesn't matter if it's yeah, truth or well, not. Well, it's, it's strange to me where it's that like. It also depends on the college. Well, it's like, because I like sports. And so my favorite thing about sports journalism is, I would say three fourths of sports journal, journalism that's generated every day. It's typically like, did you see what LeBron said on Twitter? And then you go to the article. It's literally his tweet, and then they regurgitate his tweet into like a, like you know how I interpret it. And I'm like, why couldn't I just look or at the, the responses t- to the tweet? Yeah, and I'm like, how about you just worry about his basketball playing? Well, right? no, no, no. Like yeah. a lot of it has to do with sports, but so it's like, oh, you see what he said about the game, and it's like literally a clip that he did. And I'm like, this isn't journalism. Like, why? How did I get here? Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. but that's sports. So sports 
people love reading sports stuff. Like people go nuts about sports. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I, I think that's just normal. But you know, like, kind of like it was strange. Is like Tiger Woods. He was in a wreck. And I didn't he find any information about how bad it was. It was bad. It was bad. Like, oh, here's a picture. And it's like, that's it. And then, you know, is he alive right now? I have no oh, idea. Oh, he's actually, they say he's doing much better, but I'm pretty sure his golf career is completely over. But that being said, the guy's had they, a heck of a run. Yeah, as I would say, he may down the line come back. Americans are very forgiving. Think no, about I mean, like, I don't even know what's happened to him. Like, his I'd, leg was shattered. His leg was shattered. Okay. That car he was in saved him, from what I hear. It was an amazing car. Just surrounded him with airbags. What kind of car was it? I'm not 100% we need, sure. We need to get it. Yeah. It's probably one of those Tesla trucks. I'm sure it was something. Really. The one that looks like the uh, UFO? Yeah. yeah. I feel like I feel like when I saw that car, I, when it, I go, if you hit somebody, you're going to destroy them. It's just so ugly, though. I know. That's it's what I'm saying. So- like, imagine, <clears throat> imagine that car rolling down the highway and you're looking in your rearview mirror and you see that tumbling towards you like we're gonna die like it's like a mac truck coming and just crushing you and uh i'm amazed they didn't turn to the new batmobile it looks like it yeah that tumbler thing you said tumble and it just yeah. reminded that's what they're calling the new batmobile that's why those spiders got all popular i think those oh yeah because uh-huh. they look just like the batmobiles yeah i got yeah i mean i can see it i think a lot of people just like not having two wheels because they feel unsafe on them. You don't ride bikes, do you? Do you I ever, used to have you, a, a Kawasaki, but it was too scary, so I gave it up. Yeah, so you, get, <laughs> yeah, so you get the three wheels. Never took it out of first. Well, just I got on the hot. The first time I got on the highway, I thought I was gonna. I, my whole life, I wanted a bike. I thought I was gonna love it. And I got on there, and I just got really nervous. And I started looking around at other people, and I was like, they're not. They don't. Nobody's paying attention. Mm-hmm. I, so then I go back in my car to where I don't have to pay attention. That's good. <laughs> That's good. I, yeah. I just got here today. I was like, I pulled up. I was like, how did I even get here? I was like, I, I, it was like on autopilot the whole time. I was just thinking about other things. That's happened to me. <laughs> <It> was, <laughs> yeah, I've had the long trip where I pull and it's like, I don't remember going through Madisonville. Well, that's yeah. why I love podcasts <laughs> in the car. Yes. Because if you do like the series ones that are like nine hours total and you have like a uh-huh. six hour drive, like. That's what you're. You're like you warp out. Like you're just driving, and all well, of a sudden. I, I, so there's. I want to pimp one that I'm. I'm listening to right now. Um, stumbled across it. It's called Solve, and it's dramatizations of you know based on real cases. So about maybe half an hour each, thirty five minutes, where you know someone's found dead, and you you get you get to guess who the killer is. So it's like a radio drama where. They talk to you as an investigation, or you listen on stuff, and then near the end they go, okay, now it's time. Who do you think it is? Is it A, B, C, or D? And they play a commercial and come back. I'm on, like, episode four of this right now, and I finally got their stick. Because the first one, the clue was like, really? This is your clue? Uh, and so it took, like, two or three episodes to figure it's out. It's called Solve? Solve. It's not bad. I mean, it, it's great, and I like listening and trying. Okay, like, there was one that dealt with, uh, you, you got to listen for someone saying something like a non sequitur. Mom, why are you always wearing high heels? We're at the beach. And then, of course, later on, you hear high heel walking. It's like, oh, okay, that's the clue. Okay. So Any, like, SVU episodes? Yeah. Oh, this is, uh, this is R-rated stuff uh, on this podcast. They go full language and scenarios here. Right. So, yeah, it's, it's interesting. I, I like it. It's cool. Yeah. It makes you think. I like the brainless ones. The other one I love is Top 5. It's these guys talking about, you know, Top 5. They'll pick a topic. Top 5 actors who played Batman. Top 5 
candies in movie theaters. Top right, well, let's, five. Uh, let's let's do that top five. What's your top five actors who did Batman? Michael Keaton. Number one. Absolutely. Michael Keaton. <laughs> uh, I got to say, Kilmer yeah. could have been a lot worse than he was. Could have been. Um, George Clooney was so bad. Yeah, oh. George Clooney said, George, George Clooney said, don't watch me in this movie. I had no idea what I was doing. Uh, Is that the one with the bat nipples? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, for what, here's the thing. I got to throw this one there for what it was their picture for Batman in the sixties. Adam West was the perfect choice. Absolutely. Adam West was cool. Um, yeah. Cool was different back then though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was so, cooler. Well, I mean like, no, is uh, Michael Keaton four times and then Adam. I West. mean, I think Christian Bale did a good job. I think also I always felt watching him. I don't think he really liked the character Batman, he thought it was hokey. I agree with you. Like I kind of got that vibe when he had to do like the serious like Batman scenes, not the mm. not the Bruce Wayne well, scenes. Because he sounds like he's got a stuff. Yeah, does. and it's like because you know he's a method actor because he's done so many movies that like he trained his body. Oh, he gets or down whatever. to eighty pounds for the mechanic. But, like, I think and... when someone goes, "Hey, would you like the challenge of being Batman?" He's like, "Oh man, like that's a, that's not really a challenge." Oh, this is what sold me on Michael Keaton. And, I mean, I love the whole concept of it. Uh, even because I was, I mean, I was alive and sentient and everything when the first trailer came out, and we were heard it was Michael Keaton. And we thought it was a joke because Michael Keaton was a comedy actor. Mm-hmm. It was before Beetlejuice, but this is like during Gung Ho and Night Mr. Show. Mom. Yeah, you know, and we're thinking Michael, and they, they didn't do his voice for the first trailer. They didn't do a Batman voice, so you have Michael Keaton saying, "I'm Batman." We thought it was a joke, but then we watched the movie and we were hooked. But it was in the second movie where. There's a scene where he's Batman, he's in the Batmobile, cruising the streets at night alone. No one's around for miles. He's in this closed-off car. He's talking to Alfred on his little TV transmitter, and he's still using his Batman voice. And that, no, that just said so much that this isn't, I'm playing Bruce Wayne who's playing Batman. He got the fact that when Bruce Wayne puts on the, the, the cow, he is he's yeah. almost a split personality. I, yeah, I just felt... Christian Bale that didn't really take he you know he might have spent four months pretending to be Dick Cheney and he spent a weekend trying to pretend to be Batman like figuring out what he wants to do yeah yeah well he was on or off it was either I'm Batman or where is he where is he it's like no there's new ones way better than Ben Affleck yeah fortunately actually I, he was I mean for I hated Affleck for what what he was I think also they they what they should have done with his character they should have given him a movie. Before he was in Justice League, and then I can see that they should have done that because. But here's the problem with that: he made he came out guns blazing in that in those movies. You're like, who is this guy? This Batman. The problem with Affleck is he's too old to play, like Batman, Batman, and so they were when this Justice League movie came out, it was positioning it for um, Dark Knight Returns that he's older and about ready to retire. It's like he's not in his fifties when. He forms the Justice League. This is old Batman. You know, they needed a younger... That That's my problem with that. If this was... Well, if, Robert Patterson, that's going to be fun. I, I'm, I'm going to save judgment because I can't get past his glittery vampire guy. Exactly, but he has done a lot of good work since and then. And again, I'm thinking back to Michael Keaton. We were like, oh, this is going to be the stupidest thing ever, and yeah. it was the most amazing. Gonna, yeah, oh, I think he's gonna, he might turn it around. What I like about this is that it's more focused on the early years because like if you remember the batman begins and stuff you really didn't he basically had three stories like he didn't you if that makes sense mm-hmm. like you watched him and the first one was him versus scarecrow 
mm-hmm. and uh, Razagul. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, and the next one was like, was it ten years later or mm-hmm. something like that? It was like you didn't see what happened in between after his first real fight and how he like kind of changed the way he was. Mm-hmm. It was more of like ten years later. Now he's fighting the Joker. Ten years after that, now we're fighting Bane. What I think what's gonna be kind of cool with this one is they're doing it like real focused. He's already been Batman for a couple of years, and it's gonna kind of show the growth of like what he's trying to do. It's funny when films do that. I know we're kind of all over the map, but look at the Star Trek movie franchise. You got the first Star Trek movie, which was it's what it was. It was like basically a three hour. Let's look at these pretty shots of the Enterprise. The next movie, Wrath of Khan, which is really good. In reality, it was five years later. And so what they did is they basically said at the end of the first movie, we went out, we did an entire five-year mission, and then we came back, and this is where we're picking up. So they missed that whole thing. Yeah. But see, that's what's cool, like, to jump even more, like, with The Mandalorian. Uh-huh. Have you seen that? Oh, yeah. With with the way they Not put, anymore, not after the Gina Carano yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the way they bring Luke back, mm-hmm. and they tease you with, now you get to see Luke in his prime. We never got to see Luke in his prime. Well, we got to see old Luke, and we got to see training Luke. And we got to see flashback Luke where... My father can blow up a planet, and I'll say there's still some good in him, but I got the barest whiff of a bad guy from Kylo Ren. I'm going to try and cut him in half with my lightsaber. At, well, see, that's yeah. There's so much. That I can don't blame be, Mark Hamill for going. You guys suck. Well, the whole the whole way John Favreau it was doing it is just phenomenal until mm-hmm. all this crap went on, and now everything's getting all well, messed up. Well, no, because I think the Mandalorian should be, like, five episodes shorter in both seasons. Like, they, a lot of their episodes were just filler. Well, I think they bit themselves twice. One, they got rid of Baby Yoda, or, or Grogu, whatever his name is. That's, or did they? Well, that's what I'm saying, but he gets taken up by... No, because probably what's, what I think they're going to do... They're going to realize that they, if he's not in every episode, people aren't going to no, tune in. No, no, in. what they're going to do is they're going to make a prequel episode called uh, Boba Fett, the Book of Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be prequel episodes to the third season. And then I think at the end of the Boba Fett, it's going to somehow involve the kid. And then they're going to tie it right back into the Mandalorian. Could 3. be, but the problem with this Boba Fett thing is Gina Carano was part of it. And she was unceremoniously dumped. And you can't. How? Like, what, how is she part of it? She just went back home to that. I thought, that wasn't village. she in that final scene? Or am I. No, no, that was the. Uh... Oh, that was the, uh, 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 Ming-Na, uh, the, the Asian I, gal. Yeah, the, I can't yeah. remember. Oh, okay, so, I'm sorry. I was picturing yeah, Gina Carano in my head. She's out because you can just literally write, oh, she went home. Mm-hmm. Who? Gina Carano. Her, her character. character like, Kara, 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 Kara but, but I'm not inspired to watch anymore because no. they, they went that route. Oh, you guys are so touchy, man. It was such a great show, show, and she was phenomenal, and she got treated badly for no reason. Because, well, what's strange to me, especially when you're dealing with a show that has such bright lights on it. Yes. It's like, you you didn't have to say fire. You just say, hey, we're going to limit her role. Because that's what we want to do creatively. Like, we don't really care about her story anymore. She's kind of come around. She's fulfilled her, her purpose in this story. And she's going to go back and be sheriff of the town. But see, Favreau created her character. Yeah, Favreau was going to make her a big thing. Yeah, I mean, but was, but I've been saying like as a company, like hey, we, we it's not just outright fire. People are gonna get mad. So like, let's just make. But it, it should a, never come into it because Favreau himself is very vocal on social media about just put him in a room with with a Republican for five minutes, and you'll have you know, he'd be the only one walking out, and he's celebrated for that. that yeah, the Pedro Pascal put up tweets before Gina did all about the other. I mean, uh, yeah, just it just showed the. And again, this is a Disney property, and Disney, of course, is still coming off the you know, we shot Mulan next door to an actual concentration camp, and we actually thanked that concentration camp in our end credits of the movie. I like it. So it's I like, like don't... 
the the live action. Yeah, I liked it. I, I can't watch it because for that very I, I'm picky about my boycotts or if I'm I, inspired to watch something. I nice. try not to pay attention to any of that boycotting or bad news until after I see it. I'm not committed <laughs> to it. It's like I'll still watch Disney stuff even though I'm like I don't want to say outraged, but you know, the whole Mulan thing it was like, wait a sec, you're gonna lecture me on human rights when literally you thanked a concentration camp in your movie. But I'm not it's, it's a character flaw. I know I'm not that engaged to say I'm never going to watch Disney again. I wish I could, but yeah. I, I mean, do you really feel Because it's not the end all and really, be all of Disney. Do you really feel Disney's lecturing you? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Really? On what? Not even, Everything. Morality. About how Really? How we should live. How That's what Star Trek's become, too. Star Trek was about social commentary when, when it was in its prime. Racism, everything. You know, he was Roddenberry, and everybody was able to take real world situations and 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 cloak it like like Mash was about the Vietnam War. Yeah, but they couldn't say we're in Vietnam, so they said, you know, you have the Star Trek episode. Some guys black on this side and white on the other. They can't say, well, this is Selma, Alabama. This is you know SETI Alpha Four. That's how they did. That was social commentary. What's become now is political commentary. Yes, and there is a same thing with Doctor Who. I refuse to watch Doctor yeah. Who now, not because there's a woman playing the role. I thought it was an amazing idea. It's the second they came up, Chris Noth showed up as a Trump character. And it's like, it's not that it's a Trump supporting or anything. It's like it's lazy writing and it's political well, that, commentary. What, okay, to give you, it's yeah, got an expiration date really on it really weird to me is like, remember our, our complaint about Wonder Woman, the newest one? Oh, it's so bad. I can't even but watch like, it. It's free I, on what, my streaming. Weird, I can't even watch what's it. What's weird is I never considered Pascal's character, the guy, a Trump person. But then when I started listening to the commentaries of it, mm-hmm. it was like every single one was like, yeah, they tried to make it too Trumpy. And I'm like, I didn't even see that. They like, tried to make every male in that movie a bad person, an idiot. What, but he wasn't t- even bad. At the, like, he wasn't even a bad person. He was just like he, he just wanted more. It, it, I mean, like, because at the very end, he gets his son back. And it's like, what do we learn from this? <laughs> Well, it's like Labyrinth. That's why I hate Labyrinth. Remember that movie that with the yeah, what do you hate about Labyrinth? Because at the end, she learns nothing. The whole point of this movie is you got to let go of childish things, and you know you got to grow up. And she has a, a sleepover party with her Muppet friends at the end. Which, she, which says you don't have to let go. You don't have to grow. But up. the whole purpose of the movie was to say you got You got to. You're a crappy sister, a bad babysitter. You're self-absorbed. You got to get like into the it. real world and do yourself. Sean, maybe you need to go to the labyrinth. But see, yeah, like that was all. You're a crappy. Like that, you're a then crappy babysitter. It, she has that sleep. It shows that yeah, you got to be responsible and do the thing, but you don't have to lose your childhood. Okay, you have to. You, you have to grow up, but you still have to hold on and dance with your puppets. Dance with your puppets. Everybody should dance with their puppets. Right. That's code, by the way. No, 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 it isn't. Now you are on a different level now. I like it. Okay. Labyrinth was great. Well, no, I I never felt there were like Disney just trying to tell me what to do. I I always since Fantasia Disney has been telling. I've, us what I've to seen do. them explore ideas and go like, oh, this is what friendship could be like, and then, you know that kind of thing. But never like this is how it should be. But see, it's not. That's what. It, yeah, it's not. This is what it could be like. It's this is what it should be like. Where do you, like give me an example of like where them telling you what should be. Oh man! In, in what I'm trying to figure out the context. Well, you're saying that they're trying to like tell you about what you should be doing. No, oh, uh, even more so than the overarching themes. It's the um, nowadays it's become behind the scenes. Disney owns the Mandalorian. Mandalorian 
is run by John Favreau, who's very, very vocally liberal yeah. in the sense that all Republicans need to be taken out back and shot. But Gina Carano posts something about yeah. that made sense, basically saying how the Nazi government got into power is they turned neighbors on neighbors. I can totally see why they that. fired her. And not a single member of that. I can see it because you know that you know that whole set, that whole production team probably was like. I feel really uncomfortable with Gina, bingo, Gina and that's there. the thing. And so it's like, hey, we want to make we want to make this fast and easy. So sorry, girl, you're out. Yeah, well, see, there's a lot of there's a I'm seeing a lot of stuff on uh, YouTube now, and maybe it's just hearsay or whatever. But there's ain't a lot of Disney people are finally starting to get sick the fact the way she was fired, and they're starting to have a backlash on that all now. People mm-hmm. are starting to come forward. Well, that's the problem with the cancel culture. The, the whole thing it should never. It's like a student should not know. What political party their teacher is a part of? Exactly, exactly. And but that's all we're hearing nowadays: Te- teachers going on TikTok and singing. Well, that's what I was saying. Teachers like, don't teach anymore; they give their opinions. Mm-hmm. And that's and same thing with these shows. With with Disney's basically said, if you you know Pedro Pascal post, I hate to say a fake thing, a picture from Venezuela saying it was an American uh, detention facility with kids, and it was a. Ten-year-old picture from Venezuela. He gets away with it scot-free, saying, "This is America. There's America 2018." Yeah. Oh, I get Gina it. Carano says, "Listen, in 1938, the Nazis came into power because they turned neighbors on neighbors. They basically said, pick someone, the Jews, you know, and that's all she said. And that's she got all she and, said, and she got fired for it. And so that's it, it's not so much storyline so far. Smart decision. Yeah. How do you You're say trying that? Trying to make money here, guys." Disney's like, we don't want to slow down Trying production. to make money? They just lost money. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. Don't take the bait, Craig. Don't take the nah, bait. All right. You know what? I probably do. I take the bait way too much. <laughs> yeah. That being well, said, Craig, 1051. Thanks for being on the air yeah, with this, this man. Yeah, this is a great conversation. You going to come back sometime? Oh, yeah. I'll come back anytime. Next time I'll be I, more prepared and funnier. I, I think what uh, I would like you to come back and tell us what's cool on watching and stuff, because I know you really enjoy... Watching good movies, you always because he always tells me like, "Oh, you need to check this out." I'm I like, watch movies all cool. Day. Yeah, we need to get a list. We need to get Craigslist. Craigslist of oh movies. My gosh, I tell you, you know what's uh, speaking. Of, do you remember a movie called Communion? Yeah, with Christopher Wh- Walken. Yeah, Whitley Stryber's thing. You can't find that movie anywhere in this country now. You can only get it in England. I believe it. I Why? Can't, because it, because it, it was, was so controversial when it came out. Mm-hmm. They had to redo the box a couple of times for people who said they saw the box would freak out. I mean, this is a great movie. Whitley Stryber was a novelist but who wrote... And it has aliens, so yeah, how yeah. is no, it no, bad? Okay, no, here, here's the really quick story behind it. Whitley Stryber <laughs> was a horror novelist who wrote uh, uh, Wolfen, uh, which was a movie that, that, that came out. Um, and or I think he wrote... Did he write The Hunger or something like that? But anyway, he, he wrote some decent, like a young Stephen King kind of thing. And then one day he's, he came out and said, I was kidnapped by aliens. And taken up and probed and uh, stuff. Okay. And so he started writing. He also wrote this great book called War Day about World War Three. That because it's nuclear, it literally it's one day. And where he in the book, it's himself ten years after War Day, him traveling what's left of America, writing notes before he dies. So he's already mixing fact with fiction. Well, when Communion came out, that was the movie version of him saying this literally, ha- this actually happened to me. And then it started, a little cult started following, not because he encouraged one, but you got all these other people going, oh, yeah, that happened to me, too. And he became this reluctant leader of almost a cult. And he's Kind, like, kind of like the uh, Jeffrey Epstein thing. Just let that one go. I mean, it's Christopher Walken I mean, at its best. It took one person yeah. to say, I was, it happened to me, and then, like, all of a sudden. Oh, I, oh, like a me, too thing. 
I got you. Well, yeah, well, the, these are so. So Schreiber, he got me too. Well, well, no, because Schreiber actually turned into a whole. He's got a series of books about that. He, they keep coming to me, and they're telling me they got this grand plan. Yeah, and people are trying to figure out if he's crazy, an opportunist, or if this he's is for crazy. real. I mean, I like it. All right. I, but I'll when you get when they get I'll Christopher Walken to play you, you know you're a, and that was a disturbed him and his individual. Best. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, there's a whole period with Christopher Walken. I want to say like a 20 year period. <laughs> his entire career. What yeah, you well, no, because he became a meme almost like at one point for his oh, career. Oh, the second the more cowbells thing came out, that was it for that him. That was yeah. it. That was it. Well, that's he was already old in the, that time. I'm yeah, talking, but I mean, from that moment I'm on, I'm talking like the Dead Zone and like that. Dia like that, Hunter. That, yeah, that 10 years. Mm-hmm. The movies he's in are so wild. Like, it, it, I'm not saying when I say wild, I don't mean well, oh, actor they're can... Oscar worthy movies. More of like, where did he like? Why did he say yes to this? Well, and Nicolas Cage was the same thing, and it was Vampire's Kiss, where he's eating a real cockroach, and he grossed out everybody, and that's when he realized, I'm about to weird myself out of a profession. Have you seen Mandy, the previews I for Mandy, see that. that Nicolas Cage movie? We Isn't watched... that the Barry Manilow song? That's the, yeah. It's the most disturbing movie I might have seen in recent times. Okay, well, I'm going to watch Mandy. Well, we watched, uh, last week I showed him the trailer for Willie's Wonderland with Nicolas Cage. <laughs> have you seen this? No. It's basically... Demonically Nick... possessed Chuck E. Cheese. And and Nicholas Cage is stuck inside Chuck E. Cheese. I'm gonna check it out. Yeah, right. So it's called Willie's Wonderland. <laughs> hey, will I see you on Wednesday, Dick? Yeah, you'll see me on. Will Wednesday, I see bagels Skippy? on Wednesday, Dick? Yeah, I'm gonna get. We're gonna try out the bagel place down Woo-hoo. the street right here. They have a cart. Not a cart. I guess it's a trailer. I mean, I feel like a dining l- establishment. Yeah, but you're outside in the an wet. outdoor dining establishment. Well, yeah, if I can recommend another dining establishment at 902 Wilson Road, 300 Conroe Bowl, come and see me in the kitchen. There we go. <laughs> Thanks, Craig. Oh, get me some Thank you so much for coming on, man. Appreciate and, having uh, you here, man. We yeah, had a great show. Awesome. Thanks. This is Zick and Skippy in the mornings. We got uh, the weekly business hour coming up. It's just a replay. Rick will not be in the studio. But Margie Taylor with Conroe Culture News will be in live. And also Nerd Thug Radio, all that kind of cool stuff. So stick around on Lone Star Community Radio, Montgomery County's community radio station, Connors FM 104.5, 106.1, IRLoneStar.com, and Facebook.com slash IRLoneStar. We'll see you guys later on Dick and Skippy. Yeah.